Hello everyone, this is Claire. Just before we go into this episode, I wanted to give you a heads up. This episode was recorded before the sad news broke about Iron Fist being cancelled after season two. Um, Yes, we are in very sad times, but I hope you can listen to this episode and let it take you back uh, to the good times when there was a potential third season which just involved Ward and Danny having shenanigans around Asia and lots of other cool stuff. Anyway, thanks for listening and enjoy. the fan podcast about the marvel netflix series i'm claire i'm tammy oh i'm will (laughs) (laughs) will forgot he was part of this podcast for a minute seeing as he's been running away with david tennant for most of this i was actually waiting for brad to say something i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) brad's trying to muscle his way onto this podcast uh, <laughs> yeah, so we have two special, special guests this week to join us for the end of Iron Fist Season 2. We have the brave and the beautiful and the bold, Brad. <laughs> and we have the exotic, the exhilarating, the ecstatic Elizabeth. Yay! <laughs> well, first question, Welcome, what colour is everyone's glowing fist? Um, mine is a nice shade of puce. <laughs> mine is I'm puce fist. <laughs> I would have mine nice. blue. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth? Um, I was going to say purple, but he stole it to match oh. my hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would then have red, I think. I, I quite like Davos's glowing red fist. I'm going to have teal. Because I like the color red. A teal. Oh, teal would be mm. nice. Yeah. I think when uh, we watched this uh, episode, um, myself and Rebecca were joking that when... Uh, Davos and Colleen punch fists. They should create uh, pink fist because it's red fist meets white fist, and then you get pink fist in the middle, and it's like the friendliest iron fist who just, you know, um, fights evil with love. Oh, isn't that everybody? Like a care bear. Pink? Yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> so there's been so much news this week, guys. Oh my word, I. Uh, there's been loads of stuff to do with Marvel. I haven't written it all down because it's just been too much because it's New York Comic Con weekend. Um, but going through some bits and pieces, um, have you guys heard the news about the Avengers 4 movie title? No, I, not really. I heard so, it was, apparently, yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, no, it's okay. I've heard two things. Apparently, apparently the story is Mark Ruffalo went on Jimmy Fallon, I think it was, um, and said the, the title of the film, but it was bleeped out. But everyone guessed that it was Avengers Annihilation, and it's seemingly been confirmed by Marvel since then. But if you actually take the order of him saying the title, someone took it and they edited out the bleep somehow, and he says it's Avengers The Last Avenger. So it's either going to be called Avengers Annihilation or The Last Avenger, which I kind of like The Last Avenger better. Yeah. Seeing as Captain America first film was Captain America the First Avenger. Oh, and yeah. And I'm presuming yeah. he's going to die. Yeah. You know, he's going to die, isn't he? Come on. Yeah, I mean, he's um, making it seem that way, at least. That yeah, means, he said, I mean, like, all his goodbyes this week. Yeah. 
like goodbye world <laughs> as Captain America. <laughs> uh, yeah, that might make me cry. <laughs> um, so in other little bits and pieces, uh, Elodie Young has apparently hinted that Elektra might return. I don't know if that's in Devenders, uh, in Daredevil three or in another one. I'm not sure, but apparently there's there's hints. Uh, don't know about that. Um, there was obviously we had the main Daredevil trailer released about a week ago now, and in uh, <laughs> time on honoured tradition, when there's a, a Daredevil trailer that comes out, I go on to our listener Christine's podcast, which is the Other Murdoch Papers podcast. Um, which only releases an episode every time there's a Daredevil trailer. So <laughs> I've been on. <laughs> yes, I've been on the last three episodes over the course of the past three years, I think, um, to discuss the trailers. Uh, uh, Christine has an awesome blog called The Other Murdoch Papers, which updates more than the, the podcast does. Anything you want to know about Daredevil, honestly, go there. She's one of the biggest Daredevil fans. Uh, she's even in the comics as well. She appears in, in an issue of the comics, which is pretty cool. Um, but I went on her podcast and we discussed the trailer that's, I think, like, what, three minutes long? And I think we spent two hours discussing that one oh trailer. Um, so lots of spoilery stuff in it, but um, feel free to check it out at the other Murdoch papers. Um, and yeah, we go into lots of details, spoilers for all the shows and all the comics. Um, so don't listen if you don't want to be spoiled on anything in season three. And speaking of season three, while we were recording that, there was another trailer that dropped for uh, Daredevil season three, which I mentioned on our Facebook, um, which is called the Meet Agent Poindexter trailer or something like that. Uh, did any of you guys watch it? I know you did, Tammy. Yeah. Have you? Did you guys see it? I, I did. haven't seen it. You did? Yeah. It, it, it seems very spoilery. Yeah. So I didn't post it because I thought, well, you might watch it like just thinking, oh, there won't be much spoiler in it. But it seems very spoilery. So I didn't post it. But um, yeah, I'm very excited after seeing that trailer. It looks really good. And like I told, I was telling Claire when I had watched it, it was like one of those we talked about that character so much being part of Daredevil, and it's just because Claire keeps talking about this person being part of Daredevil that I already assumed I knew that. So when I watched the trailer, I was like, what's so spoilery <laughs> about this trailer? I don't I don't know what she's talking about. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, sure I'll, I'm yeah. sure I'll watch Daredevil and not remember a thing about the trailers, like always. <laughs> so I'm not really concerned about it. You watch the trailers, Tammy, and immediately forget everything from them, don't pretty you? Pretty much. Like, I pretty much have already forgotten the trailer. It's like, it's already fading <laughs> out of my mind as I'm talking about it. You've already forgotten that a character called Daredevil even exists. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and also, it was obviously New York Comic Con, so there's been a ton of panels and and interviews and things with the the cast of Daredevil season three and I've posted I think one of them on Facebook and Twitter if you guys want to check it out but there are spoilers I think like mild spoilers so just be just be careful of spoilers spoilers everywhere guys <laughs> gotta dodge those spoilers and that is the news for this week so this week we have so much to discuss we are discussing episode nine and ten of Iron Fist season two Episode 9 is called War Without End, and it was written by Daniel Shattuck and directed by Sanford Bookstaver, which is an awesome, awesome name, and I love that name. 
Uh, and the description of it is facing a life changing decision. Danny and Colleen debate their next move. Meanwhile, Davis's contempt for mercy grows stronger. And episode 10 is called A Jewel of Iron and was written by the showrunner Raven Metzer and directed by Jonas Pate. And description of that is in the season finale, Iron Fists, plural, collide as the fate of New York City hangs in the balance. That contempt for mercy. That sounds like pure evil. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He's like, hey, mercy, I hate you. Mercy's (laughs) like, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys to... uh, Oh, go on, sorry. Well, he was threatening to kill a whole bunch of civilians just because they um, had been in the same room as the triad people, so... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you've breathed in that triad air. You must die. You've got triad in your lungs. Yeah. Um, I have to ask, I'm going to ask as well, Elizabeth and Brad, like, how have you, what have been your thoughts on this season so far? Because obviously um, we're right at the end of this season. I just wanted to get a quick bit of your, your thoughts on Iron Fist season two in comparison to Iron Fist season one so far. It's, I mean, it is night and day. It's a different show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To the point where it's, I feel like, the only downside I really see to season two is that it's just so so hard trying to make up for season one. Yeah. Um, but no, it's great. I'm enjoying it. Well, also, there's no Kyle. I mean, that's a downside. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our corporate hero. <laughs> Tammy's spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Elizabeth? I really liked it. Um, I didn't hate on the first season as much as everybody else did. Um, I didn't really know much about the character other than when he had guest starred on on Daredevil here and there. But um, so I kind of went in not really knowing who anybody was the first season. But this season, now that I know who all the characters are and the fact that they had Misty so interwoven in it, um, I really liked mm-hmm. it. And I really liked what they did with Mary's character. Um, it took an embarrassingly long time for you to remember that you guys had said that Typhoid Mary was going to be in this show. So <laughs> after she gave, like, there was a character Mary, and I was like, oh, I wonder who she is. I hope they're not going to do a love triangle thing. And then and then she hands over the photos. I'm like, how did she get those photos? And then I was like, hey, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Didn't they say that months ago? So uh, that was a little embarrassing. But then once I actually knew who she was and was paying attention, I really liked what they did with that character. I don't really like Typhoid Mary's character in the comics, but I really mm-hmm. liked what they did with her hair. And, um, like, they don't give her the crazy powers. And she is... I really liked how the actress was flipping back and forth between the character when she was as Mary. You could really tell when she flipped the switch and suddenly she was Walker again. Although I have a question about her. I was thinking, name-wise, I didn't realize that her last name was Walker in the comic books. All I was thinking was, is mm-hmm. that Trish's sister? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <And> the <laughs> sister she doesn't know about. They do look exactly alike to I me, know. even with the different colored hair. That would have been- they could be sisters. <laughs> yeah, they do look like they could be related, for sure. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> so they look so similar, and they have the same last name. I was like, that would be such a funny... Like, little kind of, at least wink at, at the idea that that's going on, since everybody watching it would have been watching Jessica Jones, too. But they didn't. If they did that, that would blow my mind. <laughs> like, that would be amazing I if they decided funny. to make them related. They're just identical cousins. It's a Patty Duke scenario. <laughs> <laughs> well, her, uh, uh, Trisha's mom is kind of out there, so who knows who she had, had 
Well, no, it would have been her dad. So, and you never knew who the dad was. I mean, he's never come into the story. So she might have had an ex-husband that went off had had a second family or something. So, anyway, that's, this is my headcanon now. This is like you know that that's now. I'm like, oh yeah, they're totally just yeah sisters well, from sisters another father. No. Yep, that's that's totally where my mind went the whole time. But anyway, <laughs> speaking so, of which, um, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, um, so speaking of which, uh, um, we've—I um, don't know if you guys uh, got the news on this, but we found out what happened to Bobby Fish because um, he's in Venom. Oh yeah, yeah he's... he appears in Venom. Yeah, but as a different yeah. character, I think. Yeah, he's um, not J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah, um, running oh. the not Daily Bugle. Oh, oh. <laughs> but in Luke Cage as well, he says about he's heading west. Right, and that's take place in to California. To go visit his daughter, and then and it's set in California, so I think that's Bobby Fish, and he's doing some kind of little scam. Daffo, or he has an identical cousin. <laughs> yeah, everyone has identical yeah. cousins. Do <laughs> I actually want to see that movie because I, that is very low on my list. It's 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 better than I expected, but it's it's fine. It's fine. I it's, just don't yeah. understand yeah. why I had to like recreate that character. I mean, they're not following the original story at all. It seems like, yeah. and so yeah. why bother? Mm. Just make up a new character altogether. Yeah. <laughs> Because Abby Arid is obsessed with Venom and just wants a Venom movie no matter what. He always has. And He's the one that pushed for um, there to be a Venom solo film after Spider-Man three, and he's the one that made them put Spider-Man, uh, made them put Venom in Spider-Man three. He's just obsessed with it, and he's the one who's in charge of this Venom movie. I, well, he's basically made Venom buddy cop movie, so uh, have fun with that. Well, he's 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 my nemesis. He's responsible for a lot of stuff yeah. in the Daredevil movie as well. Me and uh, me and Avi Arad would go and uh, yeah have a big uh, a big fight on a New York skyline somewhere if I was a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> he would be my uh, the Green Goblin to my Spider Man. Uh, should we talk about Danny first? Sure. We have to talk about our little puppy growing up. He's growing Danny. up, guys. Danny. Danny. <laughs> uh, so the first time we see it, Danny, uh, he is showing Colleen his little door-punching hideout. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look at all the doors I punch. <laughs> Saddest form of addiction. <laughs> you got to go on it. I'm addicted to punching doors. The thing is, though, like they make it like he's like, oh yeah, this is because I'm I'm addicted to the iron fist, and I and I go down here to use it. But I'm like, shouldn't you be practicing with that thing? Mm -hmm. Like that only makes sense. (laughs) Like it shouldn't be something you you you're ashamed of and you're doing like in secret. This should just be part of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You just have to work at that G every day too. Yeah. I have the same thing I have with this scene with a lot of the scenes with Finn Jones and I'm not saying that it's not a criticism of his of his acting I don't know what it is but when when he has speeches where he talks about stuff happening like when he when he has the speeches about fighting Shao Lao like in the actual stuff of it happening when he has the speeches about and um, fighting Davos you know for the Iron Fist and anything when he has a speech here about being addicted to the the fist and everything I just sit there and I go, I don't believe you. I just don't, I don't, I don't know if it's his acting or the right, I don't know what it is. I think it's the right. But I don't believe him. Yeah, I don't believe him. So when he's saying about, I I feel like I could get behind it if, I don't know. It's it's one of those performances where I'm like, I can't suspend my disbelief enough to believe that he did, 
he went through the it's more about that he went through the emotions that he's talking about he went the, through the, if you see what the I mean. The problem is with each one of these little speeches like they're big info dumps and they're all mm-hmm. they're all too long and they're all overwritten and there's yeah. there's too much like clearly it's one of those things where they've left a placeholder and it's like okay we're, this is where we had to have the big speech where he admits this and this this and then they eventually do it and they I like it's clearly no one wanted to do it and they fucking get it and it's it's too much and no one cares like just mm. do, just cut it just cut it cut it cut it cut it like well to me to me the whole addiction thing was too um, much of a parallel with what they were trying to force into defenders. In this case, mm-hmm. yeah. I, in there, it really bugged me that um, uh, Fre- Fre- uh, Foggy and, and Karen were kind yes. of the whole addiction <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, to Matt, and it wasn't true. He was trying to help people and do things, but he wasn't like just going out to beat on a wall for no reason. <laughs> Whereas here, <laughs> I could see this more uh, where Danny was explaining it. Well, I kind of felt like I had to use the fist all the time, even if there wasn't a reason for it. To me, that sounded more addiction-wise than what they were trying to force onto Matt last time. So it was more—it was less annoying, but it was still strange that they were kind of going back to the same well in this. Mm. And I—I I, um, I like that they—you know—they put the addiction stuff in this season, obviously to kind of bring him and Ward closer together as well, and to parallel that, which I do—I do like. Like I like the the um, discussion. I think in the last episode where they're both talking about, you know, dealing with this dragon or what, whatever it was they were saying. But, yeah, just this this speech, I'm just like, I wish they could have shown and not told. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, they could, uh, and, you know, or if they wanted to, they could have cut the speech itself down and focus yeah. more on the part where Colleen kind of admits knowing he was going out. And that be more of a relationship moment for the two of them instead of like mm-hmm. literally it was three lines. She's like, Oh yeah, I knew you were going out, I just didn't know where and he's like, Oh you did? She's like, Yep. And then that was it. It was like, Oh, um, <laughs> and everything is great again. Okay. Where I think the thing that's come out of this season for me is that this is the best relationship in <laughs> the fucking Marvel oh, definitely. universe. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I hate that it is, but it is. And it's the healthiest one, and they they actually support each other, and they care about each other. Mm-hmm. And to kind of use this more to focus on this, like, Danny addiction versus a Danny and Colleen relationship uh, moment, it makes no sense to me. It's like, it, it could be the same scene, but, like, cut down on the Danny stuff and focus and expand a little bit on the Colleen and Danny stuff. And it would have made the end, I think, more impactful. It's, that's why I like a lot of the end as well. I, I do like a lot of the, the end in terms of their relationship yeah. that I do feel that Danny Danny has matured yeah. and I like how honest they are with each yeah. other and the fact that they, with her taking the power of the Iron Fist on, they do talk as much about how it will impact their relationship as much as uh, kind of what it will mean personally for her, yeah. if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. And that they talk about their feelings. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, we don't know how long these shows will go, but if there was an Iron Fist season three, four, five, uh, the I have little doubt we would not remember anything about Danny having an Iron Fist addiction. It would be stricken yeah. from our minds completely. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. nobody's gonna think about this ever again. And to spend yeah. literally the first 
almost three minutes of this episode. I'm, I'm still going through this scene. Four minutes of this episode talking about this quote-unquote addiction he has is silly. That's a long yeah. time to be spending on that. <laughs> it just seems a little overkill to me. What you're saying, Tammy, is you just want to get to that Turk scene. Oh, well, definitely. As as possible, yeah? Definitely. One thing in this scene, I know, I know, I was so excited. One thing in this scene I have to mention that always annoys me is when people say to Danny, I know you didn't ask for this, like getting the fist. And I'm like, he did. He fought to get it. He did ask for it. (laughs) Into that ring of his own volition. Yeah. He might not have known what it meant at the time, but he asked for it. He fought like everyone for it. Yeah. Like he totally asked for it. The other three defenders really didn't ask for what's happened to them. (laughs) Danny. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, anyway, um, I want to go over because the, the scene we get after this is when um, it doesn't have any of our main characters in it. So I should I should mention it quite quickly, which is when BB is sitting at Bayard holding the bowl and he gets a phone call from his his mate in uh, the little baby army. Uh, his mate, by the way, is called Crank. Yeah. And uh, uh, Crank and Squad, who are two members of the baby <laughs> army, both want to leave. And this is when BB finds out that Rhino is dead. So they are Crank, Rhino squad bb and i can't remember the girl's name it's something like trucks or something like that it's very those names are so dumb i feel like they (laughs) might have went to a party with brett kavanaugh (laughs) (laughs) they were there oh (laughs) yes and whatever it was to come up with those names they had to be right like (laughs) 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 oh um, so the next time we see Danny and Colleen is when Danny is looking at the this scroll uh, on his iPad and he's replicating the hand movements. And uh, then Misty arrives and uh, and she's brought Frank Choi along. And I think a lot of this episode, I was going to say we could cover Danny and Colleen together because they're pretty much together on screen all the time. And I think because so much of it relates to their, their relationship, it might be worth talking about them together. That's fine. So this is when... Colleen is questioning um, Frank Choi about this box um, and he confirms that it was a woman that gave uh, gave him the box and he tells this tale about the princess, a princess and a fisherman and a pirate king and the box was made of the bow of the pirate ship and Colleen recognises the story as being the story of the pirate queen of Ping, Ping Hai Bay um, that Colleen's mother told her and we find out later that Danny was told at Kunlun. And at this point, when I was watching this episode with Rebecca, um, our our, um, our listener, she was freaking out and very excited because this is from the comics. So, Tammy, were you like, oh, my God, we're actually getting story about the box? I know. Finally. Finally, the bike box is coming back. But um, no, I was like, well, obviously, she's part of like the Iron Fist legacy or something, because I, I wouldn't have known that if Moira didn't bring it up last week. We're like. She had us go back and look at that bell that Misty took a picture of. Yes. And it had the, yes. the crane on there. Um, had a, what's her face? It's Colleen's family symbol on there. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because, you know, the whole thing, everything's connected. Everything's connected. It wasn't just a <laughs> random story about a box, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's the next episode. Um, uh, well, the, sorry, the, there isn't the next episode. First episode of season three of I'm Fist that Danny and Colleen find out they're like half oh, brother and sister. Stop. And they're like, oh, awkward. 
Yeah. Um, Colleen always believed that her mum made up the story, but Danny's not sure. And uh, and then they all talk about their plan. And uh, Danny tells Misty about the plan to transfer the Iron Fist powers to Colleen. And then Colleen and Misty go and talk about it. And Misty's basically like, yeah, you'd be a much better Iron Fist than Danny. <laughs> Which I kind of love. I really liked their scene together, Misty and Colleen. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, this is just like Daughters of... It's a Daughters of the Dragon pilot, and I want to see that show so <laughs> I actually wrote that like, dragon with an exclamation point on that scene's note. <laughs> <laughs> but I also was wondering, what does it... When both of them admitted that uh, their healthiest relationship was with each other, <laughs> even though they barely knew each other. <laughs> I was like, what does that say about Danny and Luke? I mean, yeah, Misty's not really with Luke, but still. I was like, yeah. Oh, seriously? Both guys are not <laughs> doing well in this comparison. Yeah, yeah. Um, so later on, we see Danny and Colleen, which is when they arrive at Bayard. And this is quite a long scene, because um, it's when they arrive there and Sherry's doing the meeting with the other Hatchet and Tiger men. And they say, hey, stop your assault. We're going to sort things out. And, um, and Colleen says that Chinatown needs more leaders and not more martyrs. Uh, and they get the bowl. And BB tells them about Davos teaching them karate and, and shit. <laughs> and Colleen's like, well, I was going to do that. And you said no. <laughs> I like my favorite thing is when BB's talking about Joy being there. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, because at first I just thought they were banging. And the look on Colleen's face was so disgusted <laughs> by him even saying that word. <laughs> she, I was like, oh, that's crazy. She cannot think of Davos as a sexual being. No. Because <laughs> he's like three feet tall. <laughs> he's my height. Come on. <laughs> he's perfect Tammy height. Tammy, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could kick his ass. Oh, well, that, that for sure. But I'm good with that. I'm okay with being able to do death. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think Tammy could kick all our asses. Oh, well, that's, true. that's true, but that's beside the point. I, like, that was just such a... He's, he's so tiny and little, and I know, I'm, I never buy him. He's awesome! He's, he's awesome! He's little man, it's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, can see him, I can see him being fierce, but I just don't get the fact that you guys find him attractive. I don't see oh. it at all. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. He's like a little, like... And not saying this is why he's attractive to me, but being small and angry, he's like a little yappy Jack Russell Terrier. I always compare all the characters to dogs, I know. But that's what he is. He's just like, <laughs> you know, it's great. I think um, I think BB was my Kyle this season. Look what happened to both of them. Jesus. <laughs> Don't worry, Will. I'm going to edit a video of both of all their appearances and I'll just put, I will remember you <laughs> over the top. We can have all our favorite little characters. Yeah. <laughs> a proper goodbye. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, so Davos arrives and he's going to stop everyone from leaving. And um, we get uh, uh, one of the characters I really like because he's a bit of an asshole, which is Lou, who is um, uh, Sherry's kind of bodyguard. Gets oh, killed yeah, yeah. by Davos. Gets his head exploded. Uh, yeah, I'm um, glad we didn't see that. I'm so glad we didn't see Yeah. So while this is going on, um, Danny's kind of helping everyone leave uh, Bayard, and Colleen's fighting Davos, and uh, wait, uh, she's oh she's fighting his gang, sorry, yeah. outside, um, outside Bayard, and then she manages to beat them, 
and BB's gone outside to try and see, you know, try and reason with with Crank, and he gets stabbed in the chest. He was just quoting, and Colleen, it's really though, sad when Colleen had tried to talk to. Yeah, use the same quote. So she does actually make an impact. She doesn't realize it. It's. It, I. I felt so sad when um. When she's like there with with BB and he's dead and she's saying we stopped him we stopped him oh, oh I was yeah. just like oh no BB but BB I mean sorry BB was wearing a red shirt for oh, his first yeah. appearance in this <laughs> series yeah. I think she had gotten attached yeah so we can't really use Star Trek references in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he can't see it so there you go it doesn't matter if he can see it or um, he's like, wait, I'm wearing red. Uh, and I like when Davos enters Bayard when Danny approaches him. He's faking a limp. Yeah, yeah. I like to go. Oh, I'm just a poor limping little puppy. Yeah, it's great. It gave him a chance to sneak up on him. Yeah, and then he like full on roundhouse kicks him to the face or whatever. It's <laughs> kind of amazing. Well, yeah, I like his fight with Davos, and I really like Colleen's fight with the group, the ninja babies. Yeah. Uh, because, like, she yeah. picks one of the kids up and knocks two other people down with them. Yeah. By bowling great. pins. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part was... Extreme when, bowling. My favorite part was when she, uh, she flipped a guy and he smashed right into the side of a car. And you see it, like, up close. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I love that they all, like, kind of recover at the same time as well. They're all lying on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, a thing you see in a lot of, like, fight scenes. And then at the same time, they're all like, oh, oh, and all staggered to their feet. Like, we've all recovered from our injuries. Well, I think because most of them time. are faking it. Uh, yeah, true. It's like, let's <laughs> just stay down. <laughs> she yeah. dead. Well, I also, yeah, like, there's, oh, like, a, a part where she um, kind of rolls over the back of a car, because that's, instead of running away yeah. from a car, that's what you have to do. You have to roll over it. And she yes. rolls over the back of a car, and the kid behind her who's chasing her tries to do the same thing. And he's like, just like real slow and awkward about it. <laughs> he's like, if I tried to do that, yeah. he'll just be like, oh, oh, and my hips. <laughs> nice. Um, and I like that when Danny is, is fighting uh, Davos, he does the little thing where he throws the syringe in the air, yes. and then he's like yeah. fighting him, and then catches it and stabs him. I was like, Good work, Danny. Well done. Yeah, I really mentioned that one too in my notes. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and the uh, that Baird has all the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, no, yeah, I was like, Sam, uh, what's going on? Like, he's just like, oh, you need drugs? Oh, yeah, we've got drugs. I was like, uh, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, all the drugs. I basically, yeah. I, I had Colleen's reaction was like, what? <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> they and, he, and he just. They just, like, give him a full syringe of ketamine. Oh, yeah. They like, drop him into a he's, K-hole. He's, seriously, he's tripping balls, Davos. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, Colleen, I, I think that's in my, my next inside notes. inside of him, guys. Huh. Like, that is wrong. That, that dragon is now tripping balls as oh, well. Yeah. That dragon's, like, in full figment journey into imagination <laughs> land. <laughs> Uh, so Colleen um, and Misty find Danny with the unconscious Davos, who's high on ketamine. I put Davos is tripping balls. And Colleen has now decided, because of Vivi's death, to take the fist on. She needs to follow her own advice. Yeah. And I quite like her. And she even had tears in her eyes. And I was like, oh, Colleen. Yeah. Like, I, I like that she comes to this decision. Now, last week, you guys said there's no way she's going to have the iron fist. It was in the preview. 
I... Was it? It was. The last... Uh, one of the scenes where she's fighting Davos at the end was in the, the preview. And I saw... Oh. That was what made me excited about the season. But at the same time, I was like, I hate it when they put things from the end of the season in the previews. And that should Seriously. show you. I've watched all the trailers. I didn't remember that at all. <laughs> I mean, That's why I was excited about this. That was the only thing. <laughs> I was pretty sure they were going to, just based on how hard they were trying to correct from the the perceived um, reaction to the first season, and the fact they've just been like Joseph Campbelling Colleen so hard. Yeah. Like so, it's it seemed inevitable. I I was I'm yeah. glad they did, even though they've already already kind of weaseled out of it a little bit. Yeah. But I, you know, I did say last week, which I thought for a while, I was like, oh, my God, is my prediction going to which was I said Colleen would get the Iron Fist. But in the middle of the transition thing, she would almost die. And so then Danny would have. to. Oh, yeah. So I did think that it was going going to start. And I thought that something bad would happen in the transition. (laughs) I just didn't know she would keep it. That's all. Yeah, I said they were going to simply because I didn't want them to, and they did. So yeah, <laughs> you also Come thought on. they were gonna let BB live, bro. She had that badass blue jacket at the end with the white cranes on it. I want that oh, Tammy really so loves that blue jacket. Bad. You've been going on about it all day. It's my only <laughs> note all, in all capitals on my notes. It's about that. <laughs> <laughs> we should have to try and track one down for you, okay. Tammy. So in the next scene, uh, uh, Colleen and Danny go to see the Crane sisters again, and they're teasing Colleen about getting a tattoo. Um, I think they like tease like a unicorn or a dice on fire. And interestingly, Colleen doesn't just want the dragon, although it looks like she just gets the yeah. same one as Danny. Yeah. She wants a mix of the crane and the dragon. But, I mean, I was looking, it looked the same as Danny's, so I don't well, know. Well, the head and the wings did, but um, the tail was different. I really love the oh, tail was it? going around her wrist. Oh, yeah. Oh, it looks so awesome on her arm. I was like, oh. I'm not a, what an awesome tattoo. I'm not a tattoo person, really, but I love that tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And I am, I am kind of like, so these douchebags could get this tattoo wherever they want, and they both chose, like, or Danny chose, like, the center of his chest. <laughs> well, Danny's isn't a tattoo, Tammy. It's a brand. Oh, I- he got branded. So he's been branded to the iron. That's it's, it's kind of like, I don't know if there's a difference, but like he, because he's the only one who won it in yeah. battle, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dad's so, honest, I, yeah, Dad. yeah. Yeah. I don't like the fact that Danny has to cut like his nipple off or whatever. To, <laughs> I, wanted to so I don't know what he was doing. I wanted so bad to cut a little heart in, inside of his, his uh, brand. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that the dragon had a little heart shape in it. Oh, She said they would always be bonded, and she... <laughs> yes. she's also always bonded to Davos because she's got his blood in her. Now. Oh. Uh. Mm. Yeah, Ugh. gross. Uh, so Colleen wakes up, and I, I put here as well. I like that her tattoo looks sore. I hate it more than anything in shows and films where people get tattoos and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's all fine." It's like red around the yeah. edges. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, that good. too." Yeah, it's a detail I really hate in films. 
Um, and this is when Danny shows her how to draw the power out of Davos. And I, I drew a little heart in this scene because I really like this because I feel like it's kind of Danny like training Colleen and he's not, he's not, uh, I mean, if he's jealous or whatever, or he's not showing it, he's just supporting her. And he's just like, okay, you train me to learn how to fight around my leg. And now I'm going to show you how to do this. And I just feel like there's a real trust there. And I'm kind of invested in their relationship, guys. <laughs> like, I really like it. Yeah. Um, uh, Davos is obviously not happy about this <laughs> and uh, explodes the entire place pretty much. And this is when Danny draws the katana. And I was like, because <gasps> I like we now have Danny with the katana and Colleen's fist grow, glows white. Yes. Which reminded me of, of uh, Dagger from Cloak and Dagger. Uh, it made me think oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the TV show. It, does it look like that on the show? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. She makes like the little light daggers out of her hand, doesn't yeah. she? But yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah pretty they just similar. like appear in her hand. It's kind of cool. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is kind but of. But it is, yeah, it is kind of white cool. and glowy, like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the fact that so, it's a different color. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I like that there is all the different color, and I kind of, I, I think that you know, obviously they did it to show the difference between people. You know, like so earlier in the season when they have them talking about a guy running around with a glowing red fist, they can go red. <laughs> but I kind of, I, I don't know. I kind of like the fact that maybe it's part of the person who's got the fist is represented in the colour. I know that's all complete rubbish, but you know what I mean? It's very light like, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, in the next episode, we start off with a voiceover. Brad, what did you think of this voiceover? Aye. Talking about opposites and balances and fate versus chance, I was like, Brad's going to love this voiceover. <laughs> I know how much Brad loves voiceovers. I just, there's so much. It's night and day, war and peace, love and hate, rhythm and blues. I mean, what are we doing? Oh my god, I would love if they had said blues. They Come did. On. Franklin and Bash. They, <laughs> they did say did rhythm they? and blues. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. They did? Oh, and then they said Franklin and Bash, Rizzoli and I. There's duality in everything. <laughs> Cagney peace, love and hate, rhythm and blues. Yeah. Wow. Uh, me and they, you. <laughs> well, they it, they, I, I, they uh, paralleled it on, on both ends, that the beginning of it was in the letter to Colleen at the end. So I thought that was sort of mm-hmm. interesting. But then I was like, well, what happened to the rest of the speech? <laughs> Who was he telling it to? Yeah. In the letter. <laughs> well, because no, we're seeing, like, uh, Danny and Davos, like, having the best time where Davos is mystified by paper airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I was, you know, it reminded me of Tammy. Whenever I see paper airplanes and anything, I just think, oh, it's like the boy who could fly. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's favorite movie. It's a pretty, it's a pretty great movie. <laughs> I didn't think he was I, um, I mean, and he did. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I like zoned out of the voiceover oh. because... It, it felt like it wasn't really saying anything, and I, I didn't think you needed it. But I liked the little scenes with um, no. the baby D's, as I put. Oh, it was cute. Oh. I like the flashback. We get to see, we get to see baby Danny's wig again. Oh, uh, when we <laughs> see little Zach Morris and uh, little Davos. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, he did look like Zach Morris. <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks shockingly like Zach Morris. That scene yeah. where, where Davos is 
mystified by the paper airplane flying. He really is. <laughs> like, that's why he's not Maybe he's not fans. mystified by the airplane. Okay, yes. I'm going to play Daredevil's advocate here. Okay, <laughs> so maybe he's not mystified by the paper airplane. Maybe that was Danny saying, so I was flying in an aeroplane and it crashed. Oh, no. And he's telling the story and then Davos is like, wow, you crash? Whoa, man. I just survived. There you go. <laughs> what if during, what, okay, what if during the flashback, when he throws the paper airplane, then he has, then we have a flashback to the plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> then Tammy would have walked off the spot. Yeah, and then we like, come sorry. back to the flashback to 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 shock Davos, and then we have his flashback uh, <laughs> to seeing the plane crash. We can just get like a whole flashback inception about planes going on, <laughs> and then it flashes back to the Wright brothers uh, inventing yeah. the airplane. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually we flash back to uh, uh, Davos crying to his mother or something. Ugh. Whatever. Just to make this into oh, a David Brad. Lynch uh, series. <laughs> oh, can you imagine if David Lynch directed a Marvel series? I would love that. Uh, like you, it's just like they, <laughs> I, I don't care. Just it would just be so like you know they just it's just such a weird direction. Like they're like, okay, we've decided that season three of Iron Fist will be directed by <laughs> directed and written by David Lynch. What? Oh. It'll be 15 minutes see how of Danny punching a door or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the door punching Danny. <laughs> um, so we go back to present day, and um, this is when uh, we see that Colleen is in as much pain as Davos is because the power of the dragon is killing killing them both. Cut in half. Um, and then, mm-hmm, yeah, it's cut in half. The dragon's like, put my heart back together. You know, you can't have half a half a dragon power. It's the rules. And Davos uh, does the so, thing which I didn't understand why he didn't do it from the beginning. When she finally destroys the bowl, I'm like, what were you keeping it for? Uh, Did you? I know. Would they expect to transfer transfer it over to somebody else? No. So why did you want uh, that around? Yeah, I don't. I his don't heritage. He can't destroy uh, his heritage. Except when, except when it's being used against him, I guess. <laughs> so he only fought the dragon to earn the right to get the power. He didn't get the power from the dragon, right? I thought Am he got I the power. Who? Who? Danny? Danny? No, he got the power from the dragon. Okay. Yeah. I think he has to, like, the fight ends with Shallow. You have to, like, punch your fists into the dragon's heart, and that means that you... Um, that's how your fists become the iron fists. I think it should be that he had to hug it to death, and that's why it's on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, dragon. I, I think it should be a dragon rodeo where he has to ride it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on it for seconds. <laughs> that would be amazing. No one would want to see his burn mark at that point. <laughs> I, oh, oh! I hope season three we find out that's why Danny's got a fist again is because he went to the dragon rodeo and and had to hold on for sixty seconds. <laughs> now I've just got the image of Danny riding like Falcor the Luck Dragon from the Rending Story, <laughs> and it's just like do 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 do. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Um, so in the next, wait, wait, wait. Well, next one we see no. Danny. Oh, God. Um, when he, God. he uh, smashes everything and then he escapes and there's a spinning coin on the floor. I'm assuming that that was from the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But I didn't yeah. realize, yeah. I didn't notice it until the second time I watched it. <laughs> oh, hey, I bet you that. No wonder <laughs> he found it so easily later. Although he found it inside the box, it was rolling around on the floor, so I don't know how it got back in the box. It, well, see, if the if the coin falls over, that means that this is real. <laughs> but if it stays spinning, it means they actually are in flashback inception, oh. like Brad said. Oh, I thought you were going to make a heads or tails joke because the jack- <laughs> <laughs> the- It could be. <laughs> Um, so uh, Danny and Colleen enter the warehouse and uh, next time we see them um, where Walker is trying to shoot Davos and they say you can't shoot Davos because it will kill Colleen and so Davos attacks Colleen and Danny is fighting uh, Walker and we get machetes versus sheathed katana and it's very cool and I really like it I was kind of geeking out a bit um and this is where I said, if Colleen and Davos punch their fists together, do we get pink fist? <laughs> <laughs> the cuddliest of the iron fists. Uh, and Danny eventually manages to destroy a water pipe um, using his using his little brain and to uh, call Mary out of uh, Walker, so she calms down. Did he tell Misty to use her phone? to make a flashing light. Yeah, as like a strobe light. Yeah, yeah was, which is, is a good... I mean, we knew that was for a reason, like earlier in the season, where he's like, so uh, what turns you back into Mary then? Hmm, noted. Yeah. I was wondering if she yeah, was we knew that was it back. just to get, you know, yeah. loose. Yeah. I didn't like her teeth were all bloody. I was wondering I was about like, that Whoa. too. And he was like, calm down, you're safe, you're safe, while he's holding a sword to his, her neck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can When uh, Davos and Colleen uh, do their iron fist together, like the world explodes and they both are knocked out. Um, And then this is when he tries to pull the fist out of Colleen, but she stops him. And we get the three way fight, and Colleen manages to pull the dragon out of him instead. I'm so glad that Um, she stopped him from pulling it out of her first before Danny showed up because. For a second, yes. it looked like Danny was going to go and rescue her, and in which case she wouldn't have deserved the fist in the first place. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Um, I really love the next moment. Like, we have Davos begging Colleen to end yeah. it, and she refuses to be like him. I love when she punches the floor and Davos <laughs> flies backwards. I don't know why. I just found it really funny, and I want someone to make a gift of it, please. Because <laughs> he just goes, wee backwards. And it was amazing. All 63 pounds of Davos goes flying. <laughs> oh. And right, guys. You're like, you know, you know Wolverine's small as well, Brad. Like, He's like you know. four or yeah. something. Four foot something, I think, right? And oh. that's that's why he has claws and metal bones. <laughs> Otherwise, he would just be True. lame. <laughs> He's super tough. True. He is super tough. All right, I have to take uh, what off, do we think guys. Of... I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Will. I'll leave my computer. Do you want to send us your rating? Yeah, I, I'll paste them into the chat, and um, okay. I'll leave my computer recording just in case. So, so back oh, up. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Say hi to David. I will. I'm sending him off to <laughs> England, back to England now. So. Yay. <laughs> or to the UK. Come back to us, David. Yeah. <laughs> cool. See you later, Will. Bye. Bye. Um. What do you guys think of Davos and Danny's little chat by the ambulance? I thought it was funny that this was the start of uh, 12 different endings. <laughs> yeah. like, from here on, it was like the end of the last Lord of the Rings movie yeah, where they really had is. ending. 
and then another ending, and then another ending. Yeah. And I liked all of them. I thought they were all helpful and, and interesting, but it was like, okay, now we're done. Oh, wait a minute. We're still going. <laughs> oh, now we're done again. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> we're still going again. And I know that at some point, Tammy, you were really confused by the ending. I just oh, don't know which uh, one, so you'll have to tell me. <laughs> the, the very end. The very end. Okay. Yeah, it is quite confusing. And we can go into it. Uh, but this is obviously when Davos is like, hey, I do like that Davos says, my I spread my message will spread. And I was like, you told it to like 10 kids, <laughs> your message. <laughs> like, I don't understand. You pretty much killed every other person who saw you. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you you spread it to this baby gang. Like, that was what it. What message? Like, uh, beat up shopkeeps? What? what? I don't... <laughs> Be, be tiny and angry. Kill it. Tammy, have you have you taken I, on this message? I was going to say, that message is the same as mine. Be tiny and angry. <laughs> 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 and, and murder shopkeeps, apparently. Oh. <laughs> well, and bad guys. Off a list. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know what? Be organized. Make a list. Have priorities. Yes. I feel like yeah. these are all things that but the thing <laughs> I is, incorporate. What? Yeah. By the time he had actually a team of people following him, then he's just killing the shopkeep. Like, yeah, yeah. They kind yeah. of missed out most of the uh, killing the bad guys. Yeah, and his team, like, Crank is a fucking psychopath serial yeah. killer. Yeah. That guy needs out of the world. <laughs> he is scary. Yeah. He's scarier than Davos to me, that Crank kid. Yeah. They all get arrested at the end, but I mean, I mean, can they charge them with anything? Uh, I don't know. Of course they can, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, they can charge him with killing BB, I guess. Yeah. Uh, also, it's America. Like, we'll put people in jail for anything. <laughs> anything forever. Especially children. Lock them up forever. That's what we do. Well, those children. Lock them up. Lock them up. Yeah. All we do is... Listen, we have, we have private prisons. They have... They are required to stay a certain percentage full. Like, yep. we love yeah. locking people up. Yeah. Some... Yeah. True. Uh, in the next scene, we basically, I mean, talking about Colleen, but we can talk about Misty in this scene as well. It's basically Daughters of the Dragon, the teaser. Yeah. And I love it so much. <laughs> we even get them talking about Night and Wing, and oh, it's and so good. Bringing out her replacement robot arm. Yeah. With gold, especially. I was, I started laughing on that part because I was like, um, now you, you kept on talking about the rocket arm. <laughs> I'm shocked. I am shocked we did not fig- find out what happens when she hits that red button. <laughs> I... There's a moment where she's fighting yeah. Walker, I think, and it almost does a close-up on the red button. I was like, she's going to hit that red button. Shit's going to go down. <laughs> yeah, and she I'm doesn't. Like, I was I was amazed. Crazy. Oh, by yeah. the way, um, yeah, it must crazy. be noted um, Misty's awesome uh, jacket and turtleneck combo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that you are a man that likes turtlenecks. Turtlenecks are the best. We gotta bring them back, everybody. But they're in the wintertime in New York. Yeah, yeah. Florida. Yeah, Florida. My God. Uh, don't be wearing them turtlenecks in Florida, Brad. I, listen, I, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I, I'm a very sad, and I know it's more Misty, but when Misty talks about Luke... And she's like, eh, last time I saw Luke, he was a bit like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. Yeah, because he took over a whole criminal enterprise. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, Brad, you were on the finale for Luke Cage as well, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, I forgot. Uh, and then Colleen and Danny have their little relationship chat. Yeah. 
Um, well, they kind they'll of always be bonded. They kind of already broken up when she agreed to teach him when yeah. his knee. So it kind of this was to me just extending off of that. I thought yeah. that kiss like was so awkward. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, it is when we find out that they're half brother and sister. Uh, uh-huh. It's full on like Luke and Luke and Leia kiss. Well, even if her family's from Kunlun, he had been in, in a transport into there, so <laughs> the likelihood of yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, I like that she leaves Danny with the katana. Oh, he also mentions about when they met in the park. And I was, I was just imagine like, hey, remember when we met in the park and I had like crazy curly hair and was like <laughs> just this like barefooted, <laughs> like scruffy puppy man. <laughs> he was Brad's nightmare. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Um, and then we get Danny, who's starting to clean up the dojo and finds the destroyed box and looks at the other side of the coin and is like, oh, what? Crackerjack! <laughs> that, you know, that, uh, that scene, though, that scene, how it opens, where he's just standing in front of the dojo and the dojo is just completely wrecked. So, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just standing there for a second. I love that. But, like, the visual of that, of him coming into this mm-hmm. place that's his home and it just being a mess. Because, like, that is his life. <laughs> that's just his yeah. life. And for them to be able to, like, just take this moment and just stand there for a second before doing anything was great. It was also... Yeah, and I like seeing you tidy it up as well, you know. No, no, go on. Go on. I, I just thought it was interesting that a lot of times they'll cause chaos everywhere, but then they'll leave. So this is the first time that you actually see one of the heroes yeah. actually have clean up after themselves when there is damage left over from yeah. their oh. Well, I, like, I loved it in, like, Daredevil season two, I think it was, you know, where I think Karen's around Matt's apartment and his, his like, bedroom door, that little screen thing is completely destroyed and there's a broken coffee table in the middle of the room and he's just like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, you know, like, <laughs> his, his, like, apartment just gets more and more destroyed as the season goes on. Oh, Elizabeth, I am watching this scene again and this coin was on the side of the box, and when he's picking everything up, he throws the coin in the box. Oh, okay. I didn't rewatch it a third time to see that part. I just thought <laughs> it would be pulling it out of the box. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> it was a good question. It's got magic magic coin powers. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Colleen is back at Bayard with Sam, and she wants to have a service there for BB, and then she speaks to Sherry and... Um, tells her that Davos uh, is no longer a threat. And Sherry says the Triad War is over, um, but she can't promise to change her criminal ways immediately. And Colleen says, well, I'll be watching. Now, um, were you, that's basically that scene. <laughs> was I the only one who was thinking that it, there was, it was going to turn out that she was her mom? Oh, what? No. That would be a twist. I didn't even think of that. Because she's around the right age, and she's like mm. the only woman in the show around that age. <laughs> so I was just like, wow, what if that was... But and then she just doesn't recognize her because it's been so long. Because they never really said how old she was when her mom died, or supposedly yeah. died. So anyway, that was every time I saw the mom after the reveal that, or, or every time I saw Mrs. Yang after they revealed that the mom was not actually dead, that I was like, I wonder if it's her. But then they didn't do anything with it, so I was like, eh, well, maybe not. Yeah. Or maybe next season we'll That'd find out. Be interesting. Hmm. It would be like, you know, Colleen's like, I'll be watching you. And then walks off. And then Sherry's like, under her breath, she's like, oh, my daughter. And we're like, what? <laughs> I've been watching you all along. <laughs> oh, my God. So Colleen goes home and finds the katana, a note, and uh, the coin. 
and then he it's Danny talking about he wonders if he ever knew the whole story. Is there a larger destiny at work? Um, the medallion shows the Iron Fist dragon, and they talk about Wu, uh, the pirate queen being Wu Aoshi, who was the first woman to defeat the dragon. Danny was told the story at Kunlun, and then he's like, I will always love you, Colleen. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, Colleen looks sad that Danny's gone. She looks for his underpants in the drawers, and they're all gone. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what she's looking for. She's like, oh, he's even taken his favourite doggy treats or something and the next time we see uh, Danny is when Ward turns up to stop Danny from flying away to Asia um, and Danny is going to look for the person who supplied the Iron Fist corpse um, and he wants to be worthy uh, worthy enough to to hold the Iron Fist, and I was thinking, yes, but that means yeah. whether Colleen wants to give it up or not. Like, uh, yeah. you know? There's a real implication that he's going to go um, train to be worthy so he can take it back. And it's like, no, yeah. you don't get to take it. It's not yours anymore. Yeah. I also, and it, it's the same thing we've mentioned before where Danny kind of argues a lot, you know, that he doesn't rely on his money and stuff. And in this bit, he's like, you know, I'm going, I'm also going off to Asia to find myself and, you know, take a gap here and stuff. And I was thinking, Danny, you're always saying that you don't rely on your money and stuff, but not everyone has the luxury to fly, you know, (laughs) around the world, to just drop everything in a private jet around the world, you know, no expenses, like not worry about them. So I don't know. Hmm. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. (laughs) (laughs) The end of this. Um, Sorry. Uh, the end of this scene I thought was interesting because first Danny invites Ward to come along and then he just tells him, no, you're coming. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, okay. Oh, I was so excited <laughs> that no. Ward actually went with him because I thought at first that like, Ward was going to be like, eh, no, I've got to stay. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a baby. And, oh, I've got to run rant. And, and then he's like, like, he actually went with him. I was... I'm not even joking. I was jumping up and down in my chair. I was so excited um, because spoilers. I love Ward. Well, anyway, I thought that I thought that was interesting, but then I could not let it go of who the heck is running the company now because Joy has totally signed herself out of it. Uh, the two other guys who are left are going walkabout around the <laughs> around the world. Who the heck is running the company? It's uh, Ward's Ward's assistant, Katie. Yeah, She's running so. things. I feel like in this day and age, you don't have to physically yeah. be there to run the company. Yeah. yeah, but they, yeah. like they were like checking out altogether. Yeah, not... the board. Like, the, how often does a board actually show up to the company? Like, come on, you don't need them. <laughs> but I got the impression <laughs> that they were acting at, at least Ward was acting as like the president of the company, and they make a lot of decisions. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah. the board coming in together. It was he was actually physically running the company. Yeah, I just yeah. think what. When we see Ward and most of his days are spent in a bar or at an NA meeting, I don't think he's really there that much anyway. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think he's shaking some hands, um, um, mostly annoying people, just kind of uh, uh, micromanaging and uh, kind of like, annoying everyone. Yeah, and I guess maybe, obviously, I am not the president of a company. I have nowhere near that kind of title. But, like, all the people I support... Out of 20-something people I support, there's only four people in my actual office. <laughs> everything else is done. <laughs> Email, phone, Skype meetings. Yeah. Everything is 
is absolutely done. Yeah. But can you really imagine them while they're uh, trying to track down a missing corpse while being chased by uh, <laughs> a bunch of guys? Then, wait, hold on. I would like more to be like telling his admin, like, you're going to need to reschedule that meeting. I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe, maybe just maybe, transfer the company into a worker co-op. Yeah. Like, well, fucking get rid mm-hmm. of the hierarchy. Like, he has a yeah. and then they would have no more money to be, like, traveling around Asia. Exactly. Oh, they, I think they would have plenty of money. <laughs> yeah, they've got all yeah, the they've money. they've already got all the money. Like, they already won. I do, like, I do feel like I mean, I I get it. Rand is this massive corporation, but like they have so much money. <laughs> like the two guys, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, how do you guys still just have all this money? I don't understand. To just fly around Asia for however long, money laundering. It doesn't cost that much money when you when you've got millions upon millions. I guess. I, I also, when I was in, when I was in Indonesia, my my hotel, my hotel in Indonesia, Tammy, not that long ago, like you know, about ten years ago, cost me the equivalent of two dollars a night, Tammy. <laughs> Granted, it was a hellhole, but you know, I'm just saying, you could do it for cheap if you want. <laughs> you know, if you want to. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of Colleen's glowing katana? <gasps> And her awesome blue jacket. I love the glowing sword. It's so freaking awesome. It got three exclamation points, an underline, and a wow. (laughs) It's amazing. I love it. Okay, okay, this is the start of my confusion. (laughs) This is the beginning. From here all the way to the very end of this episode, I'm like, I don't know what's (laughs) happening. Um, so the Iron Fist power goes all the way through her katana? Or is her fist lit up so much that it also just lights up the katana? Like, I don't, I don't understand how... She seems to be able to imbue her katana with the Iron Fist. So the way I see it, and this, this has happened in the comics before, and we'll talk about it more in a minute. The way I see it is, Tammy, obviously I know that you're very au fait with the mythology of Ghost Rider. Because I know you're a big Ghost Rider oh, yeah. fan, Tammy. <laughs> yeah, it's like the chain. Like, Ghost Rider has a chain, yeah. and when he holds it, it goes on fire. Basically, whatever he's driving becomes like a, a hell cycle. So if he's oh. on a motorbike, it becomes like a hell, like a flaming hell cycle. If he rides a horse, it's a flaming horse if he in one of the films he like like was driving a crane and it became like a giant hell chainsaw thing wow like it's kind of like that like okay. it's you can imbue yeah, what you're holding with the power of the iron and fist, i know I like colleen has never been the iron fist in the comics so i'm not like saying that but i yeah i just i don't understand that at all <laughs> i was just Listen, like yeah if you if you can channel a, a dragon chi through your fist why not through a sword yeah i guess exactly I guess and then well, uh yeah, go ahead. Well, plus it's her family sword, and it had the uh, the family Little. crest on it, so maybe yeah. special medal from Kunlun that yeah, true. absorb your chi power or whatever. It's chi metal, yeah. <laughs> Basically, like know. this <laughs> image of Colleen with the katana and the cool blue jacket oh. and her hair and the braids, I was like, that's that's what I want to be when I grow up. Like, I want to look yeah. like that. Life goals. <laughs> I want to show up just that. <laughs> Yeah, Great. like just think of what they would get done if it was Misty and Colleen, with Colleen being the Iron Fist. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would get so much done. Yes, 
so anyway, let's go to the last scene. We have a lot of we have a bit of an info dump in this scene. So and it's very, it's all a lot of info and it's quite quick. So I'm going to sort of go through it because it is a bit of a confusing ending. So uh, we go to Hokkaido and Ward is sitting in a bar drinking water. Uh, good, good one, Ward. And uh, he's talking to a man about um, he's talking to this mysterious man, as we'll call him. So I don't know his name. And he's talking to him about mysterious man's boss who they found out has been selling stuff on the black market, which is all the stuff that Mika had, you know, like the bell and all that kind of thing. And the, um, the scroll and the bowl and, um, you know, all these bits and pieces. And they found out, uh, Ward and Danny have found out that the man who sent the corpse, the Iron Fist corpse in shipping container, Hancock 212 was a man named Orson Randall. And then he talks about how they've been sort of traveling through Asia, him and Danny. So they went to, I think they said Hong Kong and um, I can't remember, they said somewhere else. And then they said Jakarta. And then they said in Jakarta, things went a bit sideways. And this is when we find out, and it's mentioned so quick, that uh, Mysterious Man says that in Jakarta, one of their shipments sent by Orson Randall was hijacked and some stuff was stolen from it. And you find out that it was stolen by Danny and Ward. Mm. Um, and this is when the uh, the big he gets the big bruiser guy to threaten Ward. And um, Ward hands Matins over to Danny, who then... By the uh, way, that, that guy, two... the, the big guy was at least uh, three Davoses tall. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's nothing but three Davoses in a trench coat, Brad. <laughs> and two Davoses wide. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, and we find out that uh, they say that they want their their boss's um, goods back. And Danny says, what these? He says something like that and gestures to the two guns um, and then pulls the two stolen guns, which glow with the Iron Fist power. And then he shoots them and the bullets come out and they glow and they, um, I guess, dissolve the bullet that the other guy shot. Does that make sense, Tammy? I think it knocked no, us. not at all. <laughs> okay, Tammy, it makes perfect sense. All right, clearly this 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 gun fought a dragon gun. Um, yes, and now it can destroy regular gun bullets. It gave the dragon gun a hug. Yeah, yeah, yep. Then it got a, then it got a dragon, it dragon gun, and then gave the dragon gun a hug. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't like yeah. Danny's little belt with his little pouches <laughs> and his and his long coat he looks like mal reynolds our firefly he's like cosplaying as him i, like I kind of like it I, I, yeah i like his coat i did not his little pouches were so tiny <laughs> i was like i'm like i'm sure you have pockets in that coat and on your pants why are you wearing these two little pouches <laughs> that's right has the magic bullets oh God. yeah jeez where else, where do you keep your magic bullets, Tammy? Come on. In my pants pocket. <laughs> <laughs> In your awesome blue jacket. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I just, yeah, I don't. I mean, I know this horse. I tr- I tried to, to look it up. I tried to understand it. <laughs> I still was just I like, looked it up, too. I was just like, okay, I get it. So this Orson Randall guy was somebody. These gun things were things. So I, fine, whatever. But I was like, still like. This is this is the goofiest ending 
I'm sorry. This is such a good <laughs> This makes me excited for season three, though, because I just want it to be like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Danny and Ward's adventures in Asia, yeah. tracking down Orson <laughs> Randall and hanging out with belligerent yeah, Orson and at Randall. The same time, that would be awesome. Misty and Colleen are cleaning up New York. I, oh yeah, yeah. Great. yes. Danny comes back to New York and after being away for like a few months, and like they've cleaned up New York so much, it looks like the uh, like the future out of Demolition Man. You know, like the nice, clean, no crime future, except for like Dennis Leary and. Yeah. His gang living in the city, and, and there's Taco nothing Bell. to eat but Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah exactly. But Danny yeah. can't get in. It looks like that because they won't let him through security because he has the guns. <laughs> no, they won't let him in because he's not wearing any shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, uh, not, right. it's not his fist. Also, I just want to make sure I understand. So it's not his fist. His iron fists are not back. It's just the guns are imbued with the power of the iron fist somehow. Yes, he still isn't. Yeah. He isn't an Iron Fist at this point. That's what I was... Can we also... Yeah. I mean, before we move on to other characters, or, or maybe, I don't know, Claire, mm-hmm. if you have this as a separate thing. Because um, okay. I just know that there was a lot of angry internet people, so I didn't know if it was specifically about Colleen or Danny. And if we... Uh, I think a, a lot of it seemed to be... Uh, and I don't have specifics. I just heard oh, about okay. it. A lot of it seemed to be people who were angry that Danny lost the Iron Fist, and a lot of people that were angry that Colleen got the Iron Fist. So two different things, if that makes sense. Some people were angry about both. You know, because because Danny is the Iron Fist, you know, angry that he lost it, but then angry that Colleen got it. And when I say Colleen got it, a minority of the complaints seem to be that a woman got it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not saying that all the complaints about Colleen getting the Iron Fist were because she's a woman. Some were, you know, because I don't think they wanted anyone to have the Iron Fist apart from Danny. Um, but there was, I mean, there's always people who are oh, upset yeah, about yeah. stuff. No, I, I really like it. Was... Yeah, no, yeah. I, like, I yeah. like it. I like the ending overall. I don't, I don't mind it. It was just like... I was just confused, and this bullet thing was just... I don't know if the way he pulled the guns out... Like, the whole scene was so goofy to me, I just laughed. Because I was like, what a goofy thing to do. I don't understand this, but I'll be along for the ride. That's fine. <laughs> I, um... I, I Yeah, I, I like it. I like Colleen getting the Iron Fist, because I feel like it's, it's Danny maturing a bit and i like that he's like he's got all this power and he you know with the iron fist power i mean obviously he realizes it once he's lost it but he's like i you know i'm not worthy i don't you know i don't know what i stand for so why should i have so much power and colleen would use it better than me it's kind of like it's i like that it's it's very different to how we leave luke at the end of luke cage yeah yeah um which i i really like um Although I need them back being friends like ASAP because, you know, they're bros. Uh, let's go through. Should we just go through all the other scenes together? Because, I mean, they were in most of the scenes. Yeah, that's fine. And we can just talk about bits. So, I mean, we get a lot of stuff, obviously, with Davos, but most of it is Davos is angry and small. And that's what we love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. And most of, in episode nine, the extra scenes are Joy and Davos and Chen. Um, Question about that? 
Go ahead. So when they were having the awkward dinner, they had s- said that they had met in Paris by accident and that uh, that's how their, quote, romance uh, <laughs> went or how their relationship had started and stuff. When I saw that scene at the end of last season, I thought that they were at Central Park. And so I didn't get that they were in yeah. at all. I thought they were just lying to everybody in that. But then later on, it seemed like everyone was taking that at face value, Yet that, yes, they just met accidentally in France. And I was like, I don't think that's true. So what do you guys think? Did they? Yeah, I up? thought that they were lying as well. Yeah, I thought they yeah. were lying. Okay, thank you. I, I just wanted to clarify that because that was bugging me for a while. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, they definitely, I think, met on purpose. I don't think it was like, like they said, you know, they just bumped into each other. Or he overheard the name Meacham and was like, "Oh, hey, I know you." <laughs> yeah, I figured they were just lying. I don't like. I don't think they were ever sleeping together, though. Well, no, no definitely not. But I just wasn't <laughs> sure whether or not they actually had kind of met accidentally, or if they had sought each other out, and whether or not it actually happened in New York or it happened elsewhere. So that's where I was mm. not sure. But yeah, oh, they definitely didn't leave together. He was he was no. hard-pressed to think one gal that he did, so there was no way yeah. to enjoy it with her together. Yeah, he gave, he gave her his, uh, his flower. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Why? So Why? <laughs> so um, when he's confronting Joy about the bowl, um, and this is when she tries to, she lies to him and says that she sent BB to the FBI to report on him and he totally calls her bluff. And then I put in my notes, Joy, never, ever, ever tell someone who's possibly, well, probably psychotic that nobody else knows you're there. Don't do it, Joy. Also, don't stand never over a ledge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like every, every series of Iron Fist has to end with Joy almost dying. Well, because at the end of last season, oh, she yeah. got shot. And at the end of this one, she gets pushed off this balcony. Yeah, I I was conflicted about her because on the one hand, she did go realize that she had done something wrong and went back to Davos. But I to find out more information and tried to get the bowl out. I mean, did get the bowl out. But at the same time, I was just like, I don't understand her motivation. And I, I read an article that said that, that was kind of the point that she was never really good or evil. She was always a weird mix. But um, it just mm-hmm. I never quite understood where she stood in the first season i liked her at first until she started being a jerk but in this season she was like jerked around and then all of a sudden she's this weird spin where she's like yeah i'm gonna go and sneak in the bad guy's camp and find out what's going on yeah yeah it's kind of hard to know what her motivations are like a lot of this season yeah and a lot of the things I didn't that, really get which a lot of the things from. she was I mean you guys already covered this but she was blaming Danny for him knowing for about five minutes about the dad not being dead and yeah. and uh, blaming Ward for it and she would when Ward finally explained that he was trying to protect her and stuff yeah okay she could still be a little bit annoyed but you would think that that would help diffuse the situation she'd understand his motivation but instead she just like no you both betrayed me, so therefore I'm going to go and rip this power out of you and make you pay. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. what is wrong with you? But she also says that she um, uh, did that to, she kind of punished Danny because she couldn't bear to do it to Ward. Yeah. So she, um, well, Ward is, you know, beating on himself so much that there isn't really so much more that she could do to him. Yeah, no one else needs to beat up Ward. He does it to himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, he did, when he just pushes her off the balcony, I was I was kind of surprised. Even though 
you you know going back and watching it you can see it coming but i was really shocked i did not see it coming yeah yeah were you cheering brad Uh, it was just it was just good it was just a good push (laughs) (laughs) i i was surprised that she was still alive after that i was yeah yeah killed her off totally I mean, she did not look good crawling around on that floor. That oh, was... Oh, ugh. with her hair all, like, bloody matted. Oh, yeah. I was so just crunchy. thinking that her elbow was completely shattered at that point. Oh, oh, well, I just had visions of that. But I wasn't even expecting her um, to be moving at that point. I thought that she was just going to be cold and on a slab at that point. So yeah, I was yeah. really yeah. they kept her in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I, I, I like the relationship between her and Ward, like how it just keeps yeah. kind of going, you know, developing. Um, we see Ward later when he meets up with Walker and he has info on her uh, for, for Walker about what happened in Sokovia, which she reads and then burns the papers. <laughs> and asked if he had read it. And it's like, he did it. <laughs> I like that her lighter is the walking wounded lighter as well. It's like showing her sort of army background. And then they need to get guns, and Walker knows a guy who can help with getting Joy back. Yeah. <laughs> who did you think this guy would be at this point, guys? Well, there's only one guy that sells guns in New- all of New York, so. <laughs> I didn't there's only one guy that could about be. It until suddenly they showed him. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have known! <laughs> oh, I was so excited. Like, again, whenever Turk shows up, it's just. It's just the best. So, he's, he's so awesome. So in Luke Cage season two, was he only temporarily helping out at the drug shop or was he uh, no longer able to work there because they broke up too much of the merchandise? <laughs> they <laughs> broke like two of the things. <laughs> but I think we joked last for in Luke Cage that, you know, they were, you know, the value of the entire shop was in that one like bong that they broke. Yeah. And so after that, he's like, well, I have to close my business now. <laughs> exactly. please. That's what I was laughing about. I was like, oh, he has to go back to selling guns again. Forced it. Yep. And um, I have so many quotes from this scene because Ward and Turk together is the best. Um, Yeah, it's so great. Uh, And I like that Turk is playing golf using the um, the little Coke cans or whatever they are, beer cans. He is the last person I would ever picture playing golf, which is what made that (laughs) so funny. Yeah. He is definitely the rich guy out in his annoyingly plaid shorts <laughs> taking the afternoon off from whatever his big business job is <laughs> yeah definitely uh and then we see the scene of joy who is waking up on the floor bleeding and crawling to the phone and and then chen appears and is like oh first of all i was scared of davos and so that's why i was doing what he said but i but now i believe in him or something i was like oh really yeah she, he drank really the kool-aid that doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. We never saw that change happen ever. There wasn't nope. one moment up until the last scene we had with him in Davos where it looked like he believed him. It was so weird. I did not like that at all. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah, I agree. But then I was thinking uh, we, he was clinging to that because then maybe he wouldn't be the last one that, that Davos kills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because True. obviously he was bad. He, that's how he knew all the people to give it on the list. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I wish they'd sort of shown this a bit more, like him coming over to Davos's way of thinking. It just seemed like, like I was like, really? Oh, I don't know. Uh, next time we see these guys is when um, Misty and Ward and everyone arrive here, and this is when uh, Ward uh, shoots Chen in the neck, protecting Joy. Yeah. And I was like, go Ward. 
And uh, of course, Misty and Ward Fleur and my ovaries explode. <laughs> they're the best. I love them. I did like uh, Ward and uh, Joy's interaction at that point, but we'll save that for quotes. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. There's a lot of good quotes. Uh, then later on we see when Misty is trapped in this uh, this room by Walker and she really tests her robot arm and basically claws her way through that wall Yes. using her awesome robot arm, which is pretty amazing. Yes. Um, while Mary is outside, or Walker is outside, sorry, singing Monday, Monday by the Mamas and Papas. I love it. And I had that sitting up the top with a sniper rifle. When I rewatched it, <laughs> I know, right? Night, that's why I sent that message. I was like, I have Mamas and Papas stuck in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been singing it like on and off since the uh, this episode aired. And I've got, I've got trivia about that as well. Um, what do you guys think about the conversation between Joy and Ward in the ambulance when Joy's completely high on morphine? She keeps... I, I kind of loved it. <laughs> I liked it, but at the same time, she's still kind of like, he's trying to be there for her, and she's just like, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't care. But I like for, on his part, that he basically is like, he admits that he's made mistakes, and then he says, whether you forgive me or not, and he apologizes, and he says, whether you forgive me or not, I will always be there for you. Yeah, yeah. He's not begging her for forgiveness. He's like, if you forgive me or not, I will be there if you need me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Ward. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, you know, he's quite, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's developing. It's good. Um, and I think the next time we see people is when, because we get the whole fight, obviously, when Misty comes out of, uh, sorry, uh, Misty and Danny bring Mary out of Walker using the phone and everything like that. Um, but the next time we see, I'm looking at the next time we see like a big scene and stuff. When we get an awesome, lot of awesome Misty moments, you know, with Misty talking to Colleen at the end where they're talking about how Knight and Wing has a ring to it. Um, and Misty isn't sure about taking that captain job, which I was like, yes, don't take the captain job. Come on. <laughs> we need Daughters of the Dragon. Come on. You're a street cop. That's what we need. And I love that she hugs, she hugs uh, Colleen. It's adorable. I like how supportive she was. She wasn't trying to tell Colleen mm-hmm. what to do. Even in the scene earlier when they were talking up on the roof, and this scene, both of the times, she's just like, you know what? You are um, your own person, and I will support you in whatever you want to do, but I think you do an awesome job. And uh, if you want to go for it, then great. And if you don't, then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I really like it. Agreed. It's great. Um, and then we kind of get the closure on Ward's storyline, where he shows up at the end of NA and... Uh, Brad and Tammy, because I'm on a fashion podcast with you, of course I was like, oh, I like Bethany's dress, um, because she's wearing this really cute little dress, and I noticed that, of course. Um, What do you guys think about this scene with him doing his speech to N.A.? I liked it. Brad and Tammy are very quiet. It's fine. I think they're like like, um, cuddling puppies and stuff. Oh, apparently I was muted, so there you go. Uh, That's what happened. That's okay. I don't know how long I've been muted, so that's interesting. <laughs> you said all the interesting things, Tammy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad he was finally opening up. I think it's interesting that Bethany, it sounds like she is keeping this kid, and she is planning on just raising it on her own and mm-hmm. kind of done. I was uh, to go a totally different direction. <laughs> I was expecting yeah. kids 
I, to uh, say that he's there and ready to help raise the child, and she's going to say, oh, no, I had an abortion three days ago. And Yeah. Oh, well, that, no. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a pleasant surprise that they didn't go in that direction, but that was what I was expecting it to be. I... Oh. I like this direction. Uh, sorry, Brad. Go no, no, I'm just gonna say I, I I got a I got a bad feeling about this kid's future. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like we got a season three ticking time clock over this kid's head as soon as it's born. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I like that Bethany is like you know I'm gonna have this baby and I'm gonna I need to do it by myself and I I mean I would have hated nothing more if it was like he turned up and he's like hey. I, I've changed. And she's like, oh, let's raise this baby together. Happy families. No. Yeah. Because, you know, I, it, but he can. I wouldn't have That's believed it thing. at all. I think this no. is so weird because I'm like, I appreciate that she wants to do this, but you're not dealing with some Joe Schmo off the street. Like, this mm-hmm. guy has all the money. At any yeah. point in time, he can come and take your kid because that's his kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I so I actually did not like it at all. Like, she, she, like, if they had it made it where she says, I plan on raising this kid, you know, maybe when you're, you know more of yourself, you can be involved and whatever. But she makes it seem like she is just cutting him out completely. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, in, it's, in it's real not, life, yeah. that's mm. not going to fly, <laughs> like, mm. at all. And even if he's not the best suited father, which he is the father, he is the father. And even if she's not, I mean, to be honest, she's in NA too. Maybe she's not the best suited mother. We only know so much about her. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it with as much money as this guy has, he can come take her child overnight. Like, oh, absolutely. No question. But it was a sign of his growth that he didn't push that. He just, Oh, yeah, no, no, I, and I like mm-hmm. that, but I just think, like, it was just yes. a, for me, it was a very weird direction to go for yeah. this show. I, I, she says to him that she has faith in him, so I think, from her point of view, she's leaving it open to possibilities for the future, but it's just It didn't sound like not that there to me yet. at all. It sounded like, oh, really? yeah, no. to me, it sounded like she yeah. had faith in him to get better. Uh, I hope you have a happy life. I'm taking this kid. And this is oh, kid. that's the way I felt. Yeah, that's, that's oh, I didn't get that. I took it as Ooh. for now. I mean, she flat yeah. out said, I have Well, she says from feeling. now on. <laughs> she yeah. says, I'm taking care of two people from now on. So yeah. it's not like for now, or it's not for the time being, and it's not until things are better. It is from now on, this is what's happening. Mm. Uh, but I mean, very weird. I, I can't not feel like um, how. I, that okay, Ward's going off on adventures with Danny um, yeah. to find himself. He's going like he's really he's going to fully like come around and I uh, you know get to where he needs to be, and then we're gonna have to take him down a peg. Yeah, and uh, well, you always have to take Ward down. I mean, that's I just feel like that is the arc of what what would be happening, and someone's gonna like yeah. snatch this kid up or and use it against him, or. You know, again, like, going back to what I said, like, we don't know her very well. She could be the one that's going to come back and be like, oh, you know what? I changed my mind. This is your kid, and, you know, this is all the responsibilities that you're going to have to have. Or maybe she's bringing some kind of drama because maybe she goes back on drugs or whatever. 
mm-hmm. into that world, and it's just like uh, I, I, I don't, I just, I really yeah. did not. Yeah. Tammy just doesn't like babies. Well, I, I don't like babies, so there is that. <laughs> I mean that that could be coloring. My I don't like babies typically in TV. I don't like children in TV. I don't like babies in TV. Hopefully, like the next season of Iron Fist, if if um, Danny and Ward come back to New York, then we would have skipped ahead like 18 years, and this baby is an adult. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the fine. way they do it on the soap operas, where somebody yeah, comes exactly. Yeah, in the next week. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I just uh, left it so vague and open for me that I was like, I don't, I don't like this at all. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I did like the fact no, that's that. Fair she did, and I think um, Claire, you mentioned this too, that that she drew a line of, all right, I'm going to have enough to deal with taking care of myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I can't take care of you too. You're not in a place right now to be able to hand, take care of yourself. So once you are, then let's talk again. But for right now, it's just me and the kid. Yeah, that's the feeling I got from it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't get that part. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about the last scene between Walker and Joy? Um, because this obviously it was so creepy and we obviously get the mention of where walker says that um in the report it said that it was a bloody mess um you know what what happened in sokovia which (laughs) bloody bloody mary is one of uh typhoid mary's um Alters. I feel like the, but yeah, it's, the line between Walker and Bloody Mary seems extra thin in this scene. Yeah. Seriously, it's so creepy. So when did Bloody Mary show up in the comics? Because I remember Typhoid Mary and Regular Mary, but I don't remember Bloody Mary. Was she in Daredevil or was that in something else? She was in Daredevil, but I can't remember exactly when she showed up because, like, there's really there's four alters in the, or three there's four personalities in the comics. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't remember. I haven't read the uh, Typhoid Mary arc, like, you know, issues for a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. I'd have to read it again. Yeah. I was just glad. And they don't always sort of go, oh, and right now she's Bloody Mary. You know, they don't always make it very obvious. Um, yeah, because you guys were talking about Bloody Mary being an altar, and I didn't remember that at all. And... Uh, and then you were talking about her having the pyro power, but I thought she also had, mm-hmm. like, a pheromone power. She was having men. Yeah. And I couldn't find any reference to that. I tried to look her up to see because I was trying to figure out maybe it was in a different series that it wasn't actually in Daredevil with the Bloody Mary thing. But um, I couldn't find reference of where it, exactly that phase of her showed up. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I'd have to reread them again. I'm pretty sure it is in... The uh, the Anna Chenty run, who is the the writer who created her, um, but I can't remember when. Oh, okay. I, I will I will have to investigate. Because Typhoid Mary herself is bloody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, so I mean, Walker is in this show is scary, and then you've got yeah. Bloody Mary, who's even worse, and Walker is scared of of Bloody Mary. It's like whoa. Yeah. But also in this scene, we find out exactly how long she was captured for. It was 22 months. Wow. And in that time, she was raped and tortured. It's just like, oh, yeah. it's, it's just it's, it's just awful. It's, yeah, it's horrible. But then the fact um, she's not planning on stepping away from Joy's life at all. <laughs> she's not yeah. Gonna yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to you now. Yeah. You can oh, use her and still take that bag of money. Thing. Yeah. Really yeah. Easy. Send it to us. That's <laughs> <laughs> her code. Once she takes the money, then the relationship's over. So by not taking the money, she keeps the relationship open. 
People have never heard of the If you have a bag of money, if you if listeners have a bag of money they don't want, send it to us. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got a code. Yeah, no codes. <laughs> no codes. Yep. Your code is no weirdo, yep. strange Marvel Netflix show codes. <laughs> Between this and the Punisher, I don't understand what codes are anymore. Yeah. I thought I knew what they are, but I don't think I do. <laughs> oh. Well, By the way, guys, if if uh, if you somehow made it through the Punisher TV show um, and thought that was terrible, I wish something was good about the Punisher. Go see Peppermint. It's a much better Punisher. <laughs> Peppermint Punisher. Peppermint is the best Punisher. Well, the the one thing about Typhoid Mary that I was glad that I mean, like I said, I was glad that they weren't using her powers in here, but I also liked the fact that she wasn't using her sexuality to influence people. She, just yeah. strong as a powerful person who could kill you <laughs> very easily. She was just scary as well. Yeah, she was yeah. scary, which I really liked because I just don't, I don't like the trope of, yeah, a powerful woman has to use sex to get what she wants. It wasn't necessary mm-hmm. for this character. And so that's why I liked her so much better than I liked Typhoid in the comics. Yeah, agreed. She's very problematic in the comics. I love, I do love the character in the comics, um, but there are a lot of issues with the way she's written, which I I think there is with a lot of the, the way a lot of female characters were, you know, were and are written. Um, but yeah, I, I really love her in the show and all the changes they've made to the character. I have no problem with. Yeah. I wish that they'd had like maybe little. I mean, I don't need for her to have like pyrokinetic powers. I'd love like a little homage to it. You know, like I said before, like, you know, make her at one point set something on fire you know like just be an arsonist or something like that would be cool um but yeah you don't need to um you know just at some point have some lighting where there's a shadow over half of her face that would you know just things like that that would be enough that would have been cool yeah i mean yeah they you know. did a little bit with the mirror and all with that the yeah 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 and the drawing yeah. as well yeah which i like yeah me too me three uh, i liked her character a lot better than i thought i would Oh yeah, I think and I think she was one of the best performances in the series. Yeah, yeah, she's she's really good. I mean, Ward's at the like, top. Every, everything I've seen. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Ward is obviously at the top. He's the best. Yeah. It always amazes me when you ha- see an actor that plays more than one character, and uh, like especially on stage, they do it a lot where they might have only like I don't know five actors and they're playing twenty different characters, and all the. Act- actor does is just change how they move and how they um their posture and then suddenly they're a completely different character and she did that really well in this yeah 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 definitely yeah really cool um that's the end of the episodes guys uh any other notes on the episode or otherwise we're going to easter eggs i like joy's shoes Joy has the best wardrobe. It never came up. At one point, there was a, a line where she said something about she likes her shoes, and I was like, yes, I agree. <laughs> Maybe Joy got uh, Colleen that awesome jacket, Tommy. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I like that she's wearing flats all the time, because it's, like, all the time you see these women that are running around. I mean, you've heard the complaints about yeah. it all the time. Here, I'm going to run mm-hmm. through this entire movie wearing high-heeled shoes. I'm like, no, I don't even wear high-heeled shoes when I'm going to a wedding. I wear flats. <laughs> <laughs> It's why it's why Olivia Dunham in Fringe is awesome because she's an FBI agent and she wears flat shoes because she's running around all the time. Yes. And I'm like, yes, yes, you're not going to run around in heels all the time. Yeah. And in uh, Luke Cage, what's her face? Um, uh, the daddy uh, gal, Mariah. Mariah. Yeah, yeah. Flats in, in oh yeah, she wears flats all the time. And I was just like, yes, finally, female characters that are wearing shoes that are actually reasonable for their feet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right, well, let us get into Easter eggs, guys. Are you ready? Yeah. Take my hand. Here's, here's some Easter eggs. Okay. So, uh, these are from Den of Geek, as always. And the first one is talking about the Pirate Queen of Pinghai Bay, uh, Wu Ao Shi, the first woman to ever hold the mantle of the Iron Fist. She, uh, her story, sorry, was told in Immortal Iron Fist Part 7, which was part of the Ed Brubaker Matt Fraction uh, run of the comics, which is amazing, and I need to reread it um, because it's really, really cool. And I'm going to send you guys a picture of Wu Ao Shi because her costume is pretty sweet. So there you go. You can see a picture of her. Uh, and I'll put that on Facebook as well. I really like her. I really like this drawing oh, of her. Yeah. It's very cool. cool. Yeah, I like her. I like she's got the Iron Fist like symbol on the front of her dress. Mm-hmm. And I like it's in the green and yellow, you know, like the Iron Fist colours. Um, War Without End, which was the name of the episode, was the name of the story from Power Man and Iron Fist number 83. Uh, and then notes on episode 10, A Jewel of Iron. Uh, Mary is singing the lyrics to the Mamas and Papas Monday Monday while she waits to shoot at Davos. Um, the mama, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but we'll see this, this, this bit of trivia. The mamas and papas were known for singing in four part harmony. This is probably a hint that there are four Mary personalities, not three. <laughs> I feel like I that. don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and also she did sing Monday, Monday in, um, the comics as well in the, uh, Bendis run. Um, which was a run where she, uh, I think it was Kingpin, brought, uh, went to see Mary. Mary was working as an actress, and he tried to bring Typhoid Mary out of her by um, punching her repeatedly. And you get this picture where she's, like, looking up at him and her lips bleeding, and then half of her face is in shadow, and that's when Typhoid has come out. And this was the... Um, the story that I mentioned before where she uh, fights Matt and sets him on fire because it's just a normal day for in the lives of <laughs> Matt and Mary. I remember um, first, like having smoke around him and stuff while she was setting him on fire. Yeah, it's like a full a full page yeah. thing of her like looking down on him while he's on fire. Yeah. Um, they confirm as well that uh, Colleen being, uh, might be being a descendant of Wu Shi is uh, just in the show and wasn't in the comics. In the comics, uh, Davos loses the Iron Fist power and it, when it actually consumes him because he basically wasn't pure enough or self-controlled enough to contain it. That doesn't happen here, which is a little less poetic, but does allow him to return with less mystical interference in the future. Uh, Misty says at one point she might bling out her next arm and she has been known to sport a gold arm in the comics, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, Misty's Nightwing joke isn't about Dick Grayson in uh, as Nightwing. In the comics, the Daughters of the Dragon operated under the cover of the Nightwing restorations business. Uh, and it's interesting that Danny and Colleen have broken up as they were never really romantically linked in the main Marvel Universe. Instead, Danny was involved with Misty Knight for years, although it's hard to see TV Misty falling for Danny's very specific character. Um, but someone on Twitter apparently kindly pointed out that in Marvel's Ultimate Universe, Danny and Colleen are married with a child, oh. which I didn't know about. Mm, I, know, I didn't know about that. Um, and while Colleen has never been the Iron Fist in the comics, her being able to channel the power of the Iron Fist into her sword is something that comes from the legend of Wu Ao Shi, who could do it with arrows. So that's pretty cool, like shooting Iron Fist arrows. And that leads into Awesome Randall. So apparently in the show, Awesome Randall is still alive, 
Orson Randall was the Iron Fist from 1915 to 1933. Uh, we saw him in the, the bit of video from uh, Iron Fist season yeah. one. Uh, he was a World War One veteran, an opium addict and a relic of the past. He could channel his chi into a pair of guns. Uh, and Danny is wearing Randall's belt and guns here. The two gun um, aesthetic not only plays into some fun John Woo fantasies, but given the time period Randall operated in is kind of reminiscent of the shadow who was known for his twin 45s. Randall, like Wu Shi and lots of other cool stuff on this show, first appeared in the pages of the Brubaker and Fraction uh, run of the Immortal Iron Fist. So, yeah, honestly, read that run. It's amazing. I looked it up and they said that he had the, the backstory they described for him sounded just like the one that they used in the uh, first season for Danny, where he was in a plane and it crashed and he ended up in Kunlun and uh, Yeah. And he's he's very much linked with um, Danny's father as well. Yeah. Like, I think he Pretty. is the one that left him a lot of stuff, which I don't know if that links into obviously the similarity in the names. You've got Randall and Rand. I don't know if that's like links into that, but yeah, they're quite closely intertwined. And I don't know how much of that they will obviously do in the series because in the series, um, you know, they changed a lot of stuff, you know, with Ward. Ward is actually, I think, um, Joy's uncle. I think he's like, <laughs> you know, the, he's not like, there's not Joy in Ward. It is, yeah, it's kind of very different. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm not the Iron Fist expert. We need Rebecca or Connor on for that. Um, yeah, so, uh, and then the title came from, uh, the issue of, uh, Iron Fist issue number one, which was a duel of iron, and it involved a fight between, uh, Iron Fist and Iron Man. Oh. <laughs> um, which, speaking of which, my mum did the other day, who has not watched Iron Fist and hasn't watched Luke Cage, decided to say to me, uh, to ask me what Iron Fist was all about, um, and then she proceeded to say, is he like Iron Man? but he's only got an iron fist. <laughs> and I just imagine, like, he just has, like, a, a really good glove on his fist. No. And I was like, no, no, Mum, no. <laughs> so at some point I have to uh, teach her all about iron fist. He's right. Yeah, like a... Gauntlets. Yeah. Yeah, just one of Thanos' gauntlets, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fisto from He-Man. Oh, Fisto! I had the little action figure of him. Nice. Oh, Fisto. Uh, and those were your Easter eggs, guys. Nom, 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 nom. Right, now it's time for quotes. Elizabeth, do you have any quotes? Do you want to go first before I bombard you with all of the ward quotes? I have several. Um, I'm trying to figure out which one I should start with. Uh, I guess I'll start with having powers doesn't make hero. Oh. Was Colleen when she was talking to Misty on the roof. Yes, we can all be heroes, guys. We be all heroes. <laughs> Tammy Tams. Uh, let's see. Our family is a toxic mess. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't been there? <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah, that's a mood right there. That's <laughs> Brad, do you have any quotes? Um, well, it's, it's already been said, but still, I gotta say it. Nothing ends without a new beginning. Just... <laughs> Because a start is inevitably a step towards an ending. It's like two sides of the same coin. There's a duality in everything. Night and day, war and peace, love and hate, rhythm and blues. No! Me and you. Starsky and Hutch. Force is an opposition. Don't have to stay that way. It's like yin and yang. It isn't meant to be a static symbol. Relationships are always in motion. We chase each other, challenge each other, inspire each other. Off goes the paper airplane. <laughs> Oh, that was taking me back to some full-on Mulder monologues in the X-Files. Oh, and that's only half of it, by the oh. way. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not the best. Um, here, here is a ward quote when he approaches Danny to stop Danny from leaving. Don't try and kung fu me, man. I can take a punch. <laughs> I love it so much. And then he says um, almost immediately after that, not a bike path or a forest path, a true path. That's good. I'm glad you got that one too. <laughs> Literally, I think all my quotes are ward quotes. Uh, any other quotes, guys? I have loads. <laughs> Uh, I've got one. Tammy, you want to go? No, go ahead. Uh, This is Joy talking to uh, the eyepatch guy. I'm a much better (laughs) person than you, and look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a a Walker quote. Well, go to town, daddy killer. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have the one right before that as well. Let me find it. I love at the end when Ward, they're, they're ordering the drinks and the guy's like, more sake. And Ward is like, more water. <laughs> um, Here, I, I have the one about, that Ward says before that one. I think the technical term is patricide, oh, yeah. although I'm not sure if it applies yeah. to the repeatedly undead. Necrocide is more like it. <laughs> <laughs> then she's like, daddy killer. Yeah, she says. go to town, daddy killer. I, yeah, oh, it's so creepy. I've got one from uh, Walker, which is, Take your time coming out. I got no other plans and a shit ton of bullets. <laughs> and then after that, she says, that was three jobs ago. I'm just here for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah that's when he, love don't he like asked her. That's when Davos asked her, <laughs> did Joy put him up to that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love when Ward shoots Chen and then says, damn it, I thought it was Davos. I'm like, How? How did you think it was Davos? <laughs> <laughs> they don't look anything alike. Yeah, one looks like an adult. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How about oh. when uh, Mary, when uh, Walker turns back to Mary in the tunnel or in the basement? Hi, I'm Mary. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have another ward one. Surprise, surprise. Which is his little golf tips: shoulders down, knees bent. Think about sunsets. It'll do wonders. <laughs> I, uh, I might have texted that to my brother-in-law, who's like a, um, at one point was a semi-professional golf player. <laughs> and he was just like, what? <laughs> How about... Um, uh, and I have one, oh, uh, I have one between uh, Turk and Ward as well, yes, yes. which Turk says, you didn't say anything about showing up with a smart-ass suit. And then Ward says, I'm not wearing a suit. And then Turk says, doesn't change a thing. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to do that one, so that's good. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It's great. Any other quotes, guys? No, I think I... Oh, oh, oh! The ward one, after they're dragging Joy out of uh, rescuing her, a van down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get that gun? A van down by the river. Now, that should have been on the Easter eggs, because that was a quote from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that. It was like a Chris Farley oh, yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw um, Saturday Night Live when Chris Farley was in it and I know that's seen as heresy by some people <laughs> you're too young yeah I'm, um, yeah, I'm so young <laughs> not really you're younger than me uh, <laughs> um, so now it is time to rate these episodes and I should say I am going to uh, just buy some time while I open my average calculator. Uh, There we go. And I'm going to read uh, Will's ratings because he sent them to us. So he rated 
episode two, uh, episode nine, sorry, uh, eight out of ten pirate queens of Pinghai Bay, and Will rated episode ten, eight point five out of ten Ajna chakras, and then he says would have been higher if the episode ended fifteen minutes sooner. Oh, so he didn't. So Oh, well, now we know why Will disappeared yeah. early. Mm. But we already knew from last week he did not want Colleen to get the Iron Fist, so. True. Because yeah. he's a giant sexist. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Elizabeth. There were an awful lot of endings. I did actually count it up, and there were 12 different endings, if you counted it. Oh, my, oh my word. <laughs> if you counted it from after uh, uh, Colleen using the fist to knock down Davros after she gets it. Um, it, 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 it ended up being like 12 different scenes. <laughs> oh, my word. And that's, and, right. Oh, that's, that's still insane. not... I, I mean, are, are, you, are you counting the post-credits scene? Uh, what post-credits? Oh, yeah, oh, the post-credits uh, Daredevil scene. Oh, no, I'm not counting that. That doesn't count. That's Daredevil. <laughs> that's the next time we talk. That's another... That's, that's so many... There's so many... It just keeps ending. I had, to, I, had to, I had to redo it to get it to go because it automatically started some random other show that I didn't really care about. And I had to actually stop it and come back to the last episode, fast forward all to the way past the credits to get to the extras. But did you see the post credits, post credits scene, guys, where Matt wakes up in bed at the end of Defenders and then like and then Jessica enters the room and they smile at each other. And then, like, Luke enters, and they smile, and they all laugh. And then uh, Danny enters, and then everyone's jumping up and down on his bed. <laughs> and then uh, and then Matt goes and gets on a boat and leaves for the Grey Havens with the elves. Did you see that scene? No. Oh. I, I must not have found it enough. <laughs> oh, it was great. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you want to rate these episodes? All right, so uh, episode nine... I gave an 8 out of 10 swirly dragon tails because of her tattoo going around her wrist. I thought that was so cool. Um, because I really liked this episode. I thought it, I, I liked the fact that she had to kind of come to grips with the idea of having the powers herself. Um, and I liked the fact that she did actually get them. So um, I liked it, but I didn't. it wasn't worthy of a, a 9 or a 10 because there was just an awful lot of going back and forth and fighting this guy and then fighting this team of guys and then fighting these other guys again. <laughs> So, anyway, that was it. And then uh, episode 10, I have 9 out of 10 glowing skirts because I really liked this episode. Nice. Especially yeah. uh, Colleen getting the powers and uh, basically kicking ass with her glowing sword. Awesome. Uh, Brad? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really like this series overall, um, and these episodes were good. Uh, um, so, yeah, episode 9... I will give uh, eight and a half out of ten uh, balcony pushes. <laughs> that scene was great. Um, and uh, yeah, last episode I like. I yeah, the endings. There were a lot of endings, but I enjoyed them all. Um, I just thought mm. it was kind of kooky how many times this show kept ending. Like, there's so <laughs> many like final conversations. Like everybody, like every character gets to have a little chat. I totally agree. <laughs> Like, everybody gets a moment. Like, literally everyone. It's insane. What if the camera went into Meacham Tower and into that big greenhouse, and then we got to have a little chat to close out things with Kyle, whose <laughs> body is still rotting in that greenhouse? That would be great. 
Uh, him and Swamp Thing just have a little, hey, how's it going, buddy? Um, it's Marvel, so it would be Man Thing, which would not be as great. Ask, which is that DC or Marvel? Yeah, Swamp Thing's better than Man Thing. Yeah, well, yeah, well, no. no. <laughs> Man Thing one, one Thing's great. I love Man Thing. Yeah. He's the one that, if emotions happened, he would, like, start fires, right? He, yeah, he, you burn if you fear him, which yeah. is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's great. Um, but yeah, I but I still I even though it's like a thousand endings, I did enjoy them all. Um, and I like the series overall, so I think it works. Um, so I'll give the last episode a uh, nine out of ten. Amazing paper airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> Because little Davos, wow. little, da- little Davos, the look on his face when he sees that paper airplane—that's what stunted his growth, no doubt. He was, he's used to <laughs> at that very moment. Oh, he was, and he was, and he stayed there forever. He was so full of childlike wonder that he stayed like a child forever. Yeah, yeah. He was a donkey kid. Oh. The idea of anything being aerodynamic is totally outside of his realm of expertise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I do really. I, I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can find a screen cap of him shocked by that paper aeroplane to put it as the image for this so episode. Good. It's so good. <laughs> my, it might be my favorite uh, thing in the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Tammy. Yeah, I liked both episodes as well. Uh, I liked nine more than ten, and really because ten, I liked it. I liked the very end. I I enjoyed it, but it really went on for a while. It was a little ridiculous. So, um, episode nine, I'll give nine out of ten dead BBs. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, and episode ten, I'll get give eight and a half out of ten toxic families. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. 8 out of 10 did you say 8.5 8. yeah 8.5 okay cool okay so that gives oh I haven't actually given my score yet <gasps> spoilers okay so I I actually am going to give them the same as um, Brad did yeah Brad did um, I preferred episode 10 again lots and lots of endings but I liked all the endings um, so I uh, you know no arguments with that Brad, are you sending photos of little Davos? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that will be the uh, the uh, um, artwork for this episode for sure. <laughs> and I thought when I was reading what it said, the subtitles, which says like Davos and I were at the start, I thought it said little Davos. <laughs> oh, little Davos. Little Davos at the start and stop of his growth. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I'm going to give episode 9 an 8.5. I really liked it. I thought this was a strong ending to this season. There was a few goofy bits like Davos flying backwards when (laughs) Colleen hit the floor. I just laughed so much at. Um, So, yeah, 8.5 out of 10 um, Joy Splats. And that gives episode 9 an average of 8.4 out of 10. And episode 10, um, yeah, I really liked, I liked the, um, the ending. I, I actually feel like the character has grown, like, like, you know, Danny has grown since the first season we saw him. Um, I really like his and Colleen's relationship and I'm kind of shocked that I do. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I like it. I like where it's going. I like uh, Ward and Danny on uh, adventures around Asia, punching their way around Asia. I think it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> They're excellent. So, <laughs> it's like that. What was the thing in South Park? It's like Russell Crowe fights his way around the world or whatever. It's like Ward and, Ward and Danny. Um, so I'm going to give that nine out of ten more waters. <laughs> and that gives episode ten an average of 8.7 out of ten. So sorry, Tammy, you're wrong. Oh. Episode ten is better. Okay. It does have, you're it does just have the jacket, wrong. so there's that. <laughs> yeah, the I'm surprised that wasn't your, um, you know, your oh. uh, rating. No, I, I just want it. I, it's not a, it's not a rating. <laughs> I just want, I just want to own it. <laughs> well, I so I we, want, I want to look like that image of Colleen. That's oh. my goal in life. You could totally do your hair like that, Tammy. Oh, it's Come not on. that long right now. Oh. Need to get some extensions. Yeah. <laughs> you could be here for Halloween. Extensions going. Halloween's coming up. Yes, yes, Tammy. I would just be. And then uh, Brad can be Davos, about. and like <laughs> Brad should be <laughs> Lil Davos. I, I, I could do like Brad a, should be Lil Davos, a, and Dan should be a paper airplane, and you just gawp at Dan wherever he goes. I just like stand on my my shoe, like um, get on my knees on my shoes, like yeah, a exactly. um, dwarf. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be in serious pain Aww. by the end of the night, but it'll be a funny oh, yeah. guy. <laughs> it's me, Davos. I'm going to be the island first. And just go to uh, Islands of Adventure and walk around the little Marvel bit. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say walk, I mean shuffle That's on your right. <laughs> So we have all the feedback ever that's ever been invented, oh. um, which is amazing. Um Tammy, I've sent yeah. you four voicemails, I think. Yeah. Uh, should we do Moira's first? And oh, she does okay. say to play her Moira's medical minute first. Okay. She has instructed us. I'm going to get that one then. I didn't know you wanted in specific order, so sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I will read an email first. No, no, Don't I, I'll read I'm, an email first. I think I've got it. Hold on. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I almost forgot. This is the Moira's medical minute portion of my feedback. You can even play this first, maybe, because this is all about when Davos pushes Joy um, off that railing. First of all, I was shocked. I had a real, oh my God, moment, Joy's dead. And then I was so thrilled when she wasn't dead. But I got thinking to myself, all right, how far was that fall? Maybe 20, 25 feet, something like that. So what's the survivability? Turns out survivability is pretty good, but she probably should have fractured a few more bones. Um, but still, the fact they had her survive, yeah, totally believable. Oh. Although, with all the matted blood in her hair, I would have thought the head injury would have been more severe. But hey, you know what? I'm willing to overlook it because I thought the makeup people did a great job with the matted blood in her hair. I'm just saying, when I've seen in real life matted blood in hair, it kind of looks like that. So I was impressed. <laughs> that was all. I just wanted to put my two cents in about, you know, the medical stuff. It, it was semi, semi-believable. Not completely, but not bad. Not bad. Okay, that's it. Bye. <laughs> I'm worried that Moira has seen a lot of matted blood in her yeah. now. Really? Oh, Moira's a vigilante on the side. You mean you haven't? <laughs> my sister fell off no. the tree when we were kids, and hers was pretty nasty, so... <laughs> yeah, my, my sister fell off the top um, level of our bunk bed, um, specifically uh, when after I let her go up on the top level of the bunk bed, specifically after my mum said, don't let your sister go on the top level of the bunk bed. <laughs> She I let her climb up there. She climbed up there and immediately fell off of it and got a concussion. I'm a great big sister. 
I won't tell. Uh, or had to get a stitch time. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It did involve a bed. Should also. we do? Oh. Falling down. Bed, bunk beds are dangerous. This wasn't a bunk bed. This was a regular bed, but we were bouncing. Oh. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we do Moira's other one? Uh, yeah. And then we'll do an email. Download it. I can't stop laughing at little Davos's amazed expression. <laughs> so good. Thank you for that, Brad. It's magic. <laughs> oh wow, episode nine. So I was wrong in that. Uh, Colleen does decide to take the Iron Fist, or to accept it, I guess. But the way they um, sketch out why she chooses that after Baby's death, you know, the wanting to make a difference thing, that is so true to her character. So I, lo- I love that. Um, and Danny fighting Davos. Uh, at the community center with all of his amazing training from Colleen that was just oh that was so good because he just uses all of his skills and he just outmaneuvers him and it's such a fair fight so yay and I love the explanation that probably the reason that his dad didn't want him to hold the fist was because he knew it would consume him and turn him to quote-unquote the dark side so to speak which makes so much more sense to me now. That that sits with me. I understand now why his dad would have, as you guys said, you know, made it unfair, made Danny win because they didn't want it to destroy their son. Wow, so cool. Okay, but I just finished seven, and Colleen's fist is glowing, and I really need to go ahead. I mean, nine, and I really need to go ahead and watch ten now and find out what happens. Okay, I'll be back. Oh wait, I almost forgot. <laughs> Ward was awesome. We get to see Turk again, and Ward is awesome with his shot, and he's just rising to the challenge. And oh my God, he's fabulous. He's just he's just fabulous in this. <laughs> what the hell is Walker doing, whacking Misty? What is that about? I'm puzzled. I, I need to maybe think about this more deeply. What she's up to. But anyway, uh, all right, on to ten. Let's see. Whoa! Just finished the finale. No kidding, that's a twist. All right, backing up a bit. Love the compassion Danny showed Davos. Kind of sad, though, that Davos' little heart is still in that really, really black place. Um, interaction between Walker and Joy. At first, when Walker appeared at her apartment and was letting herself in, something in her body mannerisms seemed different to me, and I wondered whether we were going to see the, the new Walter. But nope, it was, it was Walker. But... Point is, of course, it leaves us open to having her come back in season three, which would really thrill me because I love, I love the character of Walker, and I can't wait to see who this Bloody Mary, the third alter. I, I really am interested to find out what is her trigger, when does she come out, um, and what her interactions with Joy will be. Um, love Ward's growth in this. Just love it. There's so much awesome character development. I thought it was really true to life, though, that Bethany, uh, you know, didn't want to end up with him. I'm glad. I'm glad. That would have been too neat and tidy a bundle, and that would have annoyed me. If she said, oh, great, let's be a family. Yeah, that just would have been ridiculous. So good for her, good for him. And, okay, Colleen, hello, does get the Iron Fist. We see her using it at the end. And then, oh, my God, Ward and Danny have gone off on their, their mission of finding themselves. And what the hell? Danny is two-fisted. He's a two-fisted iron fist. So what is going on? So, wow, yeah. Totally makes me want to watch the next season to find out how all that came about. Cannot wait. Um, I, I will be very interested to hear the podcast to see 
what the controversy was that everybody was upset about. I assume giving the Iron Fist to a girl, really? Seriously? They're upset about that? Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> what year is this? You know? Come on. <laughs> Christ, just allow women to be functional and equal and capable and all those other things and stop getting up in arms about it. Create people. I think it's awesome. I think Colleen wielding the Iron Fist in a way that is good and right and true uh, and kind, you know, all, all of her qualities. I think that's just fabulous. I think it's awesome. So I don't know what the hell's wrong with people. I have no problem with it. All right. That's all I have to say. This was really long. Sorry, I went on and on. Um, all right. Looking forward to next week's podcast. And amazingly enough, I am actually looking forward to our um, season three of Iron Fist. I can't believe I was going to be saying that, but this was super. This was great. <laughs> all right. Until next time and probably till Daredevil. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Moira. Well, I'm sorry, Moira. There's not going to be season three of Iron Fist. There's going to be season <laughs> one of SJW Fist. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us uh, the premise of this show, Brad. Uh, well, uh, it, first of all, uh, a bunch of a bunch of uh, non-whites uh, um, are going to be running running wild. Uh, uh, demanding equality and whatnot. Uh, well, um, the the white the white men are gonna be persecuted like they are in Africa, um, and uh, also um, uh, new Iron Fist lady is gonna be running a pedophile ring in the bottom of a pizza place with with Tom Hanks. Oh my word! It's happening. Look it up Ooh, on the wow. internet. It's real. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm shocked by uh, the next uh, season. Um, it's a real crazy season. It's a real crazy season. <laughs> it's crazy. What a, what a departure. <laughs> uh, so we have loads and loads more feedback. We have an email from uh, Ian, which is as short and sweet as Davos is. Uh, don't say anything, <laughs> Brad. Uh, and Ian says about these two episodes... I love these last two episodes with plenty of cool moments that are completely overshadowed by the way it all ended. Iron Fist Colleen with her glowing white fist and sword, then Ward and Danny on their magical mystery tour, and Danny too is an Iron Fist with glowing guns. And that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. That was awesome. It was almost a haiku, <laughs> a haiku of feedback. Uh, okay, we have an email from Nutty. Brad, do you want to read this? Actually, Brad, do you want to read the really long email? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Elizabeth, do you want to read an email from Nutty? Sure. I can't separate these because I'm just way too excited over Colleen Wing, the immortal Iron Fist, with her white glowing hand. Gives me flashbacks of Goddess Willow, which I think means her Iron Fist is the most pure and she is meant to be the Fist. Plus, it means Christina Henwick is doing more fighting than Finn Jones in the future. Using the hand and Jessica Jessica Henwick. Sorry, oh. I just had to say. No, I don't know who Christina Henwick is, but she's Jessica Henwick. Is Christina Henwick someone? I don't know. Also, it's God Goddess Willow. Is that good glowing Willow at the end of Buffy? Exactly. Tally? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh. Cool. Sorry, I I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nutty. Uh, okay. Uh, using the hand and weapons. Wow. Not sure we should have have had the reveal that Danny gets his fist back in this season save something for the next season, am I right? 
Love all the ward goodness. Mm -mm. I wasn't sure I could love a clean and sober ward, but he was still as dysfunctional as ever and had the moments you need to needed to care about him. Mrs. Yang is amazing still. I love her. Misty and Colleen, Daughters of the Dragon, give it to us! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Thanks, Nutty. Awesome. Uh, should we go to Matt's voicemails, Tammy? Uh, sure. So what really amuses me and kind of confounds me is that Danny is saying that his Iron Fist power is like an addiction. Like He says, it consumed me. It's this all-consuming thing that he just has to have. He, he fought a dragon in order to obtain it, and now he's like chasing the dragon. It's like a drug. Colleen, will you take it from me? <laughs> like, I don't really know what the big deal with this Iron Fist power is. It just seems like it enables you to punch really hard. And maybe you can create shockwaves. Okay, I mean, that's better than not having it. But this is a universe where characters can control the weather. Characters can turn into other people. They can morph. Uh, they can control people with their minds. They can read thoughts. Maybe they're just billionaires who can make powered-up suits to fly and shoot rockets. and th I don't know what Iron Man does. Even um, this team has a fist that is more powerful than an ordinary fist because it was invented by Rand Corporation and it can do something. I'm not really sure what her fist is capable of. Red button. But it just seems like this power is really a big nothing in the scheme of things. And yet Davos and Danny are just like, it's the greatest thing. <laughs> I don't see. Okay. <laughs> when Davos pushed Joy over the balcony... Or catwalk, I don't know where. I thought eh, she'll be fine, and uh, I forgot about her for most of the episode. And then when they showed her again, all bloody, and her hair was all, all wet with blood. But I thought, oh, is that a piece of scalp? But it was just her hair. Actually, <laughs> uh, not fine. She was not fine. She'll be fine. But in that moment, yeah, that's that's pretty traumatic for her. I don't understand the character of Joy. I don't know what her motivations are. I guess she wanted to hurt Danny. I'm not really sure why. Danny really didn't do anything to her. Her brother, I understand. Her brother kept secrets from her, although he rationalized it because he was afraid of his father. And how much can you really blame Ward? Because like anyone who's in a, an abusive relationship, how can you how can you really blame the victim who is constantly afraid and kind of feels trapped and coward? At, you, that person makes bad choices. That person stays with the abuser. It's uh, ugly and unfortunate, but I really wish Joy would mm -hmm. just kind of get over that. And I hope when season three starts, if it if that ha if it happens, and I think it will, I hope she moves past it because right now it's kind of tedious. But I'm just not really sure what she's about or what her end game is. And she reminds me a lot of Iris from Carnival, which was another character that yes. always seemed to be enabling her brother brother justin but then also in some episodes seemed to be working against him and i never knew what side she was on very inconsistent and i felt the same way about joy in season one too so i love going forward more clarity with her character i was really jealous of danny's dual monitor setup in his apartment i <laughs> had that yeah, but at work it's very efficient i yeah. like it a lot lastly i do love a good matt foley reference where to get those guns and a van down by the river Anyway, that was episode nine. One more to go. Nice. Thanks, Matt. Uh, do you want to do next voicemail? Should we do email first? Whatever. Uh, let's do uh, Connor's email. 
Brad, do you have a a clear a clear throat to to read this? Sure. It is quite long. My voice is going. <laughs> um, it starts. Wanted to write in about the Danny versus Davos fight. <clears throat> All right. Wanted to write in about the Danny versus Davos fight. Bit delayed, I know. A lot of people saying Danny didn't get the win fairly. Well, that's true. Let's face it, Davos acted like a complete shitheel. He was getting dominated early on, so he tries to give Danny a stroke with that dirty technique that even shocks uh, Lacombe. When that fails, he takes his mask off to play on Danny's feelings of not wanting to hurt him. Which is his undoing. Wait, just what? Just to mention, we yeah, we didn't actually talk about that. Like that, Davos did try and do that sneaky move on Danny, and Lakung would have seen that. I didn't even think yeah. about that. That's a good point. Which is his undoing. Sorry, Brad. Um, more on that later. Um, that catches Danny off. I love we're getting a real play-by-play of this. <laughs> this fight has been discussed more. I think more than anything on this season, we've discussed this fight scene so much. Gee, fair enough. Like it's it's kind of interesting, like how everyone's had different points of view Guys, on did it. No one else see the paper airplane scene. <laughs> That's what we need to be talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that catches Danny off guard, so Davos gets the upper hand and crushes Danny's right hand, pretty much giving Davos the offensive for most of the fight. I can't believe we're still discussing this fight in this. All right. Um, yeah, Brad, look, look. There's plenty of time for paper airplanes. Sure, sure. Um, he then tries to intimidate. I love. I'm sorry. I, every sentence is more ridiculous to me. Um, he then tries to intimidate Danny into yielding via pummeling his face, which doesn't work. I want to divert a bit here for a second and say I got to interview uh, Raven Metzer on my podcast. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, that he got to do an interview. Connor did. Cool. Um, Very cool. I haven't actually listened to it yet. Shameless plus, shameless plus, but, shameless, shameless plus, but. A a shameless plug, did you say? (laughs) Well, it says plus. Um, Okay. Shameless plus. But come listen to it, super awesome and interesting! Exclamation point! Even um, he. Oh, we're so, oh, by the way, we're still in this parentheses. Hang on, guys, we'll make it. Um, he is a huge fan of the comics, and any fan of Danny Rand should listen. Just search the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. In parentheses, guys, back to the fight. Mm-hmm. And we talked and we talked a lot about the fight at the start. He pointed out the black lining on the ceremonial mask were designed to keep the sun out of your eyes. So Davos pulling the initially dirty trick on Danny ultimately led to Danny using the sun against him. Oh, okay. Something which wouldn't have worked if he kept his mask on. I, oh, I, 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 okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> I would not have picked. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked up on that from the show either. Yeah. Does that keep the sun out of your eyes? I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know how that would keep the sun out of your eyes, though, the black no. in the... Unless it's... I, I, I don't know. I have to watch that really scene again. <laughs> just wearing shades, like... Yeah. Like shades from Luke well, Cage. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's oh, like the football That is cool, though. Maybe there's like black football yeah. with putting the black underneath their eyes. Oh, maybe. I that don't know. Like... There's black lining uh, around my eyes. That means the sun's not allowed to enter. It's vampire rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sorry Davos get over it you lost yes the fight was called in Danny's favor but probably due to the way that you conducted yourself and couldn't get the upper hand without resorting to low blows 
I doubt Davos would have been able to face the dragon even if he beat Danny. In fact, Davos pretty much the Anthony Mundi- Mundine on. In fact, Danny is pretty. Davos is pretty much the Anthony Mundine on Netflix. Just pull. Who's Anthony Mundine? Does anyone know who this person is? Hmm. Sounds like a person that pulls low blows in in fight scenes. I would assume. I'm gonna look him up. Hmm. Um. Just pulls constant dirty moves. Is a bad sport, and then blames everyone else when he loses. He's a boxer. He's an Australian boxer, rugby player, (laughs) league, rugby league player, and rapper. I'm I'm guessing he plays dirty. I don't know. He's Aust- he's Australian. He's um so he's an Australian boxer. So it might be an Australian reference um that that because of that Connor would know. I also um, like about the idea that I don't of know about. Davos fighting the dragon because he's so tiny. Like how would he fight the dragon? Come on, <laughs> Come on dragon. He'd weave in and out of its legs. <laughs> <laughs> how would he hug that dragon? <laughs> I mean, how often does the person uh, like competing for the Iron Fist um not win? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. How many people fail? Yeah, Connor, Connor and Rebecca, we need this info. We've got all the Iron Fist questions. I picture uh, a pile of bones outside the door of the cave. Well, that would be great. <laughs> Probably. Um, that being said, I, I lowercase I, love Davos! <laughs> exclamation. Uh, my favorite part of the season, barring Ward, just pointing out he is a villain and a scumbag, and while I sympathize with him, he is still an evil little light bulb. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that is the best description of him ever. I'm that for oh. everyone now, you evil little light bulb. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's why he used light to help distract him. Yes. Anyway. Behold my light powers. <laughs> Anyway, I've watched this fight a few times now, and, um, clearly, and it's really awesome to see the effort that went into it. It's it's the driving point of the whole season's conflict, and I love it. Thoughts on finale? Yeah, that's some cool stuff about that fight that I didn't even think about. Like, I didn't think about half of that stuff. That, like, thank you, Connor. We've been discussing this fight for, like, most of the last seven weeks, I think. Thoughts on the finale? I feel Danny didn't do much in the latter half of the season, and as an Iron Fist fan, it left me pretty disappointed, especially when they, when, when they were playing Hot Potato with the Iron Fist. <laughs> uh, when I saw the finale, I felt devastated and betrayed. I felt like they just listened to the haters of season one and sidelined Danny completely, making Colleen the new Iron Fist. It felt so forced and clumsy, it turned me off Netflix altogether. I don't get turned off of Netflix altogether. There's some great no, shows on Netflix. There's lots of cool stuff on Netflix, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can watch all of Parks and Rec on Netflix. That's what I'm um, I wasn't alone either. I got kind of swarmed with tweets and emails, which is very rare, about treatment of Danny Rand. Oh, God. I, ugh, gross. Yeah. Um, luckily, luckily, I actually had a chance to interview the showrunner, Raven Metzer, I asked him, very thoughtfully, about Danny being sidelined, and he showed me a very different perspective. He revealed himself as a very old-school Iron Fist and Danny Rand fan. I'd go into what he said, but it would take too long here. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Bottom line is, Season 2 is a part of Danny's journey to become the Iron Fist we all know and love. Well, the comics fans, anyway. I know that sounds like a weak answer, but he went super in-depth about it. 
that's really cool. Yeah, I can see that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to rewatch the season with this. I guess. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt, Brad. But I guess it's like the people who complained about in Daredevil season one, and they complained that he didn't wear the costume you know, until the last five seconds, you know, and were complaining about him being in the black costume the whole season, you know, even before the season came out. And it's like, it's, it, it was him becoming Daredevil, I'm, you know. I'm going to say something to that too, because it's so crazy to me, like, okay, one, these shows are based on the comic books, but they're not going to be exact mm-hmm. replicas of the comic books, nor should they be. They're it's, yeah. its own medium, right? And two, like, don't you want your show to continue for multiple seasons if you like that character? Like, why would you want everything to happen in one season? Yeah. Why would exactly. you want everything to happen up front? Because where can they go? They can't, you know, this and is like a, building out a, a storyline in the comics. Yeah, a, a storyline in the comics. Sorry, Sam, yeah, it yeah. might be like, say, um, I don't know, 12 issues. That takes, like, you know, uh, oh, probably more than 12 issues, you know. Yeah, you know, that, that takes, like, years to tell. They have to tell it in a, in one series. Um, you know, so things have to move a lot quicker. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've when, got no, no problem with it. When those are the kind of complaints, like, that I hear, like the whole thing with Daredevil not wearing the costume till the end. I'm Ooh. like, but why... Why would he wear it at the beginning? That's not where his character was emotionally yeah. mm. or as a character. And if you want it to continue for multiple seasons, why would you want him in the costume right away? Like, wouldn't you want to yeah. to build up to that? Like, it doesn't make I, people don't make sense. People no, no. are crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> generally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. People are yeah. lunatics. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, Brad. Right. Sorry, Connor. Um. I want to rewatch the season with the, with his perspective in mind, and while I'm doing so, I still feel it's a little it's less interesting for me than the first. What? Really? What? Wow. Okay. Um, wow. Sorry. Um, does it have better? Fun? I mean, I mean, I mean, I've got one word for that, which is yeah, Kyle. Yeah. yeah well. Okay. Well, there's Kyle. <laughs> there's always, <laughs> there's always Kyle. There's always Kyle. <laughs> there was Kyle. Though. Yeah. Um, does it have better fights? Yes. Does it have better acting? Yes. Does it have a better story? My yes. Um, sorry, that was me. Uh, but I was bored to tears by Colleen Sub, then main plot, and I. But it was barely there. It was like it in the was big. Barely things. there. Yeah. 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 No, this yeah. is bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> it's just that your thoughts are wrong. Uh, but I was bored to tears by uh, um, then main plot. And I really didn't go for the um, chi of Shaolau being an addiction. Uh, agree, yeah, agree no. on that. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, with this new information, I appreciate it a lot more, but it still feels like a lot of setup for season three. Um, but enough downers. The last scene with Danny and Ward was amazing, especially as a huge fan of Orson Randall. I just want the whole next season to be them going around CD bars in Asia. <laughs> Doing fun thirties pulp stuff. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, of course. Best show ever. Uh, speaking of Ward, he was by far my favorite in in this show. It's funny how I found his rehab meetings more interesting than anything else happening in the last half of the season. Because <laughs> oh, it's Ward. Yeah, Ward He's the best. The best. Um, That's awesome. Sorry. I'm telling you, favorite characters: Daredevil. I don't know, like maybe She-Hulk. Ward. (laughs) He's up there. He's high up there. Okay. Uh, Ward and Howard the Duck. That should be the show. 
Oh, oh man. Please no. That show. Please no. Oh. Howard the Duck is the but best But when Marvel Ward's character. drinking. Ward and Howard the Duck having a drinking contest. Ah. Uh, anything. 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 Just put them drinking together. Drinking water to see how much each of them can hold in their, in their persons at one time. That would be great. Um... <laughs> Sorry for rambling, um, for a rambling nonsensical email. It's late here and I'm quite tired. I will cap off with saying that I am super excited for season three and really hope Raven Metzer comes back for it. P.S. Misty is amazing and needs to be in every season of Iron Fist. I agree. I agree. I agree with those last three three parts. Yeah. I awesome. Thanks, Connor. I think plan on uh, this show going on like for seasons and seasons. Um, I think season three will just be a lead up to season four. I think season four will just be a lead up to season mm-hmm. five. So that's how everything works. That's how it works. That's how, that's how it yeah. works. Unless they know ahead of time, this is when we're ending the show. Then that's yeah. pretty much how it works. Yeah, definitely. Even though they haven't got like a defenders two or anything they're building up towards now, they're still, you know, building up towards the next season of their own shows. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel, yeah, that's what's going to happen. The um, thing that yeah. about the powers popping around from person to person uh, reminds me of when I was watching it. Uh, did you ever read Power Pack, the comic book? No. It's um, it's a bunch of kids. It came out in the 80s, and it's four brothers and sisters that uh, they get these powers from an alien horse person. And uh, as the season or series went on, they... Uh, different things happened where people kept trying to steal the powers from them and they kept like getting them back, but in the wrong order, like different people would get the different powers. <laughs> and then later on after the series ended, it turned out that they could switch powers on purpose. So one of them ended up like sneaking out in new warriors. I think one of the brothers was stealing all their powers <laughs> and while they were asleep <laughs> having adventure with all four of their powers at once. So it, it reminded me of that with the iron fist was hopping from person to person. And that was split between two people that it was into. <laughs> I was like, power pack! It was the powers, hot potato. Yes. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Connor, for staying up late to send us feedback, because I know he was he was really tired when he sent it. Um, and I think we have one more voicemail yeah. from Matt Murdoch. <laughs> and he says, I'm coming back soon, guys. Yeah. I said before that if Mary killed Davos, my heart would explode with happiness. Obviously, that didn't happen. I knew it wasn't going to happen because if anyone was going to kill Davos, it would have been Danny, probably, for thematic purposes. Uh, if Mary had killed him, people would say, well, that wasn't satisfying. Uh, it would have been satisfying to me, but uh, I don't write these shows from anyway. Uh, I did enjoy her trying to kill him. That was great until Danny came and Colleen and Misty ruined it. <laughs> then they attacked Mary. And I didn't like that at all. Leave her alone. Leave Mary alone. Misty, yeah, like Misty was uh, was fighting Mary, and like don't don't even choose between these two characters. That's not fair. Danny <laughs> pins Mary up against a wall and says to Misty, "Use your phone like a strobe light." Like if he had said that to me, I would not have known what he was talking about. Like I would have tried to turn my phone like on and off, and I have like a really old phone. So it, well, not really old, but it's a Samsung Note 4, and now they're on number 9, so, you know, do the math. I guess four or five years old? Anyway, it, that was, 
that was a detour. Um, but just like turning the phone <laughs> on and off for me, like would have taken seconds every time I tried to do it. Like it would not have worked at all. Anyway, um, that was stupid. Uh, I'm not going to cut it out of the feedback though. <laughs> Mary has another altar. I'm, I don't know what she's called. I just been calling her Mildred because I think it's really funny when people have old people names. But those fisticuffs in the first half of that episode, those that was great. That was some great fighting shenanigans. Really enjoyed it. Very energetic. Probably better than anything in, in season one, although I did like some of the stuff at the end of season one, like in the rain, when they were fighting Bakudo. That was his name, right? Bakudo. Central Park. Then a bunch of wrap-up scenes, which is fine. I like... I like sometimes just dialogue stuff, but it did feel like it was like there was a lot of it. There's a lot of post action stuff yeah. that had to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Just like up of uh, various plot threads, although I'm still not sure what <laughs> Colleen's mother's, like how her mother figures into all of this. Um, maybe she's descended from a pirate queen. What? <laughs> and then at the end, we see her with a, a glowing sword. Okay, she's. Got a dragon tattoo, okay. And then the big, like, is this the big what-the-fuck finale that people were talking about? The game-changing? That Danny can shoot golden guns or something? Like, his, now he's got two fists and he can shoot bullets <laughs> out of the air? This is game-changing? This is this is the, the thrilling thing that made the entire season <laughs> according to some TV critics... Okay, I don't know. This this is a, an evolution of his powers, I guess. It's more interesting than being able to punch doors really hard. <laughs> but I'm super excited that Ward is dropping some of his baggage and is just gonna go globe hot, trop tripping globe tripping globe hop. <laughs> what are these? What is the phrase I'm going globe for here? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just happy that he's kind of moving away from that addiction storyline. That was boring. And I like just him hanging out with Danny and <laughs> stuff. And when I, when uh, season four happens, season four, jeez, I just jumped way ahead. When season three happens, um, I really want Ward and Joy and Danny to just kind of be at peace and stop all this sibling rivalry nonsense. All right, that was a really solid season of Iron Fist. I liked it a lot, and I'm really happy that I watched it and that it was only 10 episodes and not 13. And thank you for the podcast. Claire, Tammy, Will, special guest who may or may not be there. Thanks for listening, I guess. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was here, but I was not listening until very... I was! I was actively ignoring you. (laughs) Just ignore Matt. He knows not what he talks about. <laughs> I'm joking. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Awesome. Thank you for all the feedback, guys. I love it. It was so much feedback. It's awesome. I also, I forgot that people were like so crazed about the end that it was like, this is what the whole season should have been. I was like, I don't, I didn't get that either. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember seeing like ones that were like, it's, you know, game changing and I don't know, like, but with that, I call- <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that's. True. I think the Colleen was more game changing than this Danny and the guns bit at the end. <laughs> yeah, I think the Danny with the guns bit for comic fans because obviously they know yeah. what it's a reference to is obviously a big deal. But um, 
I thought it was fun, but I didn't know the reference. I just thought it was kind of like, oh, okay, so he has some sort of powers now. They're not as regular ones, but cool. <laughs> I guess we'll learn more later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right, so that was our feedback, and that is the end of the episode, guys. So I should tell you what we're doing next week. What's this? There's no more episodes because there was only Ooh. ten, so we get a week off, Tammy. Oh, yay! <laughs> um, we also don't know. We might even take a second yeah. week off. I know, shocking, because um, uh, because there are so many shows <laughs> this year. We might actually, uh, obviously, the show drops on uh, uh, Friday the nineteenth, and usually I would watch the whole show on the nineteenth. And then I would go to work the next day and then I would spend the Sunday preparing for the podcast and then record that evening and then edit the next day. And it's very tiring. So what I might do is actually we might wait another week and then record for the first episode. Um, So we get a two week break. And I'm sure you guys, you lovely listeners, you wouldn't resent us from taking a two week break, would you? Come on. Come on. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, like, maybe you should, like, find new listeners, like, because they're (laughs) Yeah, if they were like, I'm not listening anymore. (laughs) Considering that I don't always get to watch, listen to it the exact week that you do it, (laughs) it does not really hurt to have an extra week. Exactly, you know, and (laughs) we will be, then we will be all refreshed and good, you know, and, and, and full of, full of beans and energy. (laughs) And I mean, I'm still going to watch, I'm still going to watch uh, the whole show on the Friday because come on, it's Daredevil. Of course yeah. I am. If you listeners don't know that about me by now, then you'll never know me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, um, 13 episodes of that one. I, yeah, yeah. It looks like there's going to be a lot, a lot going on in it. Um, and I'm very excited. I have the, uh, yeah. Sister Maggie. And I... I really, really, really enjoyed this season of Iron Fist. Like, it was really fun to uh, to discuss as well. And I want to thank all of our um, our special guests we had on. And I want to thank all the listeners because you guys are awesome and we love hearing from you guys. And, yeah, that was it. And I want to thank my uh, my co-host, Will, even though he's not here. He's off having adventures with uh, David Tennant again. And uh, I want to thank you, Tammy, as my, my co-host who's here. Thank you for all your town jams and your friendship. (laughs) (laughs) And then I laugh about it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, um, Elizabeth and Brad, thank you for coming on. Uh, Is there anything you would want to promote? Elizabeth, you can go first, where people can find you. Uh, No, I'm a lurker. Although I did... uh when you were talking about um, the other Murdoch papers earlier, I was just like, yes, that was actually how I found out about you guys because she nice. shut up yeah. you when you first started for uh, Daredevil season one. So I uh, thank you to her for getting me uh, to listen to you guys and then eventually be a, a, a um, guest because it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Nice. Yeah, Christine's the, the best and her blog is amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's very, very, very in-depth. <laughs> Uh, Brad, is there anything you want to promote? Have you been recording anything lately, like today? Hmm. Well, yes, you can hear me with Claire and Tammy talking about the fashions of Quantum Leap on Calavici Fashion Cast for a couple more months. So, um, hmm. there's that, there's that. 
Um, also, you can hear me on the Ramjack podcast, uh, where we're, we're in Halloween times now. So uh, we just had an episode out uh, about uh, Ghost Watch, the BBC program from the 90s, um, which was amazing. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, we get a bunch of fun stuff coming up in October. So check that out. Awesome. Uh, cool. And uh, Tammy, I guess you want to promote the same thing that Brad just promoted. Same. Same. Yeah. Also, listen to Ramjack. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ramjack's awesome. Listen to it. <laughs> Ditto. And if you uh, if you really liked my reference earlier in this episode to Paper Aeroplanes and the movie The Boy Who Could Fly, then listen to uh, the podcast. Uh, I'll watch that movie with Tammy and Dan, where they discuss the movie The Boy Who Could Fly. <laughs> it was delightful. Uh, yeah, and we will um, be back for Daredevil, obviously, and. I will be posting on our Twitter and our Facebook in the next week uh, for people to sign up to guest on uh, on Daredevil, um, and we'll uh, we'll sort stuff out and I'll contact people about it. Um, so just watch this space, as in Facebook and Twitter and stuff, and uh, you can sign up. Uh, Brad and Elizabeth, you get us t- to take us out with an Excelsior or whichever quote you would like from this episode. <laughs> I like no pressure. Mm. <laughs> One, two, three. Excelsior! Excelsior! <laughs> wow, paper airplanes, cool! <laughs> Rhythm and blues! <laughs> oh, I cannot believe that was Bye. real! Bye! <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenders Podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!